It's that time. Yes, sir. It's that time again, man. We back with another highly underrated sports podcast. Yes, sir, man. We back, man. We got the boy Miguel in the building. What's the word, everybody? Man, you know, we providing that weekly heat for y'all. You know how it go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got the boy Jay Holes in the building. Yes, sir, man. Lessons and blessings, man. Let's like, subscribe, share, and comment everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, Carrier Pigeon, YouTube, whatever you got. <laughs> yes, Thanks. sir, man. I'm My Cordell boy. in this thing with y'all, man. Hope y'all enjoyed that last uh, joint we dropped last week, man. So, man, I'm going to get right into it. Not going to waste no time because we got a lot of stuff we trying to talk about tonight, man. Um, I'm going to dive right into it, man, with this NFL news, man. I know we gave y'all a few weeks ago, we told y'all about the coach firings, you know, at the end of the season. A lot of the coaches got fired. Some of those coaches just got rehired today. Some of those guys just got rehired, man. We got the boy Frank Reich. Um, one of you know, coach. I'm, I'm I like Frank. Frank is cool. He's a cool sure. guy, man. Yeah, I Frank, believe in Frank, Frank Reich. Good. Frank cool. Yeah, sir. I know Miguel is quite fond of Frank Reich <laughs> after his last stint. But we ain't gonna that, get into bro. that. We'll start um, uh, Frank Reich, man. He got hired as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I believe he had uh, some spent some time there earlier. Before in his career, didn't he? He was the first quarterback ever to take a snap for the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Oh, okay. Back in fun, the building. Fun fact. Yeah, Miguel stay on P, man. He yeah, stay man. on P. He stay on P. And then the boy, Hose boy, Nasty Nathaniel Hackett. Nasty <laughs> Nate Hackett. That man got hired as an OC we'll with the Jets, man. Call him Nasty Nate. You know what I'm <laughs> That's what we call him here. Oh, highly underrated for sure. It just comes a point where you realize, like, recycled coach here. That's it, bro. Like, I'm I'm sick of it. But, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But are you surprised? But are you surprised? Never. I'm never surprised when I see a coach who failed somewhere else get a job somewhere. Facts, bro. I I feel the exact same way. Hey, right now they're saying Matt Nagy is in the running for potentially a head coaching job. They need to stop it. Right so, now, at the, the end of the day, <laughs> whoever is thinking about hiring him, stop. Hey, what's the Kevin Garnett meme? Anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything is possible. If that's the bro. case. <laughs> that motherfucker need to stay where he at. I just let it show. be what hey, it is, man. But look, man, I'm happy for Nasty Nate because because Russell Let's Ride Wilson ruined his chance in Denver, Kel- man. Kel- he ruined. My boy Russ, like he, he brought his bad juju to Denver, and Stop and, and like tarnished my boy Russ, no, sir, man. and now he's going over to New Jersey <laughs> and trying to tarnish my Buckeye and Garrett Wilson. Get bro, him out of here, bro. He gonna have y'all flipping, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Out of here, I like Nate. I like Nasty Nate, man. He took us. He, he hey, he was our OC when we went in seventeen, eighteen. We went to the AFC Championship in Duval, man. So, hey, Nathaniel, I'm rocking with you, bro. I know that the boy Les Ryan Wilson messed up your, uh, you know what, your stint. This might work in reverse, though. Because Zach Wilson is so bad that he might make him better. So, I look. Like that. that might, may, may let, me, let, me, let me throw this out the there. The butterfly effect. Now, now facts, facts. Work. Let me throw this out there, though. Now, look. A lot of a lot of people might be saying, might be wondering why, why, why would the Jets – Go and grab Hackett you know as why. an OC. But you look, let me throw this out there and see what y'all boys think about this. Now, you know, your boy Aaron Rodgers has already made it clear that he's 
quite fond of Nathaniel Hackett. That's his man's. For sure. He like it. He like him as an OC. Like how he calls plays. Maybe the Jets trying to set it up to get Aaron Rodgers on deck. They got picks. Maybe that's what I'm saying. They got picks. It's possible. And if we're gonna be honest, they got a team. Facts. They a quarterback away. They that's are it. a quarterback are. away, bro. That's, that's it. That's it. all they missing. They got is a quarterback. team, bro. They a quarterback and they, away, and they got hella pieces. Now this is the thing. If you Robert Sala, are you trying to hit your buggy to that wagon? Because that back, if that wagon go left, you going out of town with him. Facts. But I feel like this is use it or lose it year for him anyway. Damn already. Nah, it gotta be. It has not already, bro. I feel like it has to be because of how this season went. Now nah, he did. A, he did a big jump. He was two games. He away from did. A, he did a big jump, but he he underachieved with that team, bro. I think everybody now now everybody knows. This is just my opinion. Everybody knows what they got over there, bro. And if they let's just be honest, if they had a quarterback, them those they make the playoffs. They make the playoffs, but I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do you even one better. They potentially win that division, bro. Didn't they beat Buffalo once? They did. They did. They could win that division with with a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. If I'm him, hey, I will mortgage it on 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 a Rod. I mean, at the end of the day, the Rams showed you, hey, fuck them picks for sure. (laughs) If you if you get in, if you know you're getting the piece that you need, then leverage the picks because it's better to get a proven commodity than unknown pieces. Facts. That's real. It's That's one thousand percent better to get proven commodity. But the That's problem real. is this: Aaron Rodriguez. Nah, I say Aaron Rodriguez. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> might as well be. Ball, might ball, as well ball, be. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is such an emotionally person. Like it's so tough to like gauge which which Aaron Rodgers you're getting. So you know, at the end of the day, you're probably going to go. We're talking about two first at least. Mm, Probably not, at least. Not, not, you think so now, at this point now in his career? career? Yeah, Future that's Hall tough. of Famer. Maybe one first. Future one. Hall of Famer, but two first? Let's, let's, how much was Deshaun Watson traded for? But Deshaun got a lot left in the tank. He, a, uh, he was also coming off a lot. Facts, but as far <laughs> if we're going to count as far as like years <laughs> left in the tank. Well, that's not fair either because when you think about it, nowadays quarterbacks playing so late into their 40s that, I mean – what is Aaron Rodgers? Oh, what is Aaron? 42? 42? So, you, all right, let's just say you get another three years out of it. Is two first-round draft picks worth it? No. No, because you it, Even are, if you make a run in the playoffs, it's not worth it? No, because what are them last, what are them years going to look like? Are they going to yeah. look like Tom Brady's last, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't really know man. what you what they going to look hey, like. Hey, listen. You can't count you on that. You never know. Holes, not two. When the dice leave your hand, you don't you know what they get, finna hit. You may get one, not two. <laughs> I feel like right two is tough. Two yeah, is I would I wouldn't do two. Two, I'm gonna just bring in Derek Carr. Uh, you know, I'm gonna try to go see what them free agents hitting on for two. Facts. But I, mean, I don't know. That's just a thought. I was just thinking that earlier, man. I was you know chilling. To me, it just be. Is your front office have they shown the consistency to draft well? If we take away. The Jets this year's draft draft picks, they're terrible. For sure, I agree. So at that point, do I really want to bank on my front office? And they've been terrible even before me. If I'm Robert Sala, I would only 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 if if from getting Aaron Rodgers standpoint, if we go if we picking up a Rod, I'm willing I'm willing to bet that. I just feel like it's only a matter of time. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you got a lot of young talent 
You a got, lot of it. You got a lot of young talent. Offense and defense. So you, you going into next season, if you don't make the playoffs again, you on the bubble. That AFC tough though, bro. It's, it is. It, they in tough. a tough conference. The AFC tough, but bro, I'm telling you, with a quarterback, them boys could potentially win that division. I think any if anybody has good quarterback play, like Seattle showed it. Geno had the best year of his life. And we thought this was going to be the year Seattle was going to struggle, get their heads knocked in. <laughs> they was close to, but, you know, but, they were fighting but, but, the whole year. Man, holes. They made it to the playoffs. The yeah, Jets for, for was top, literally for a quarterback playoffs. away, bro. They, just, they, they only are, a quarterback they really away. That's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, the de- defense is solidified. And I feel, nice. I feel bad for Robert Sala because he's a defensive guy. Facts. So it's like offense isn't even his thing. But Nathaniel you're going to get him right. Okay, good luck. Nasty Nate gonna get them together, man. I got, I got New York my, is unforgiving. I, I got You're all gonna own, get out of there. I got my own takes on some of these. Some of these. Go ahead, bro. What you, what got, you got to, got to man? say? I'm my bad. I was talking to Michael. No, you all bad. good, my boy. Bro. Miguel holding the mic a little different this yeah, week. Man, he doing man. something different with hey, the mic. Man. He ready to do his thing. I'm about to spit a rap for y'all or something. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, just so y'all know, just so y'all know. Miguel got the split joint on today in the uh, building. Got the Matt Ryan split joint on, cow. baby. Wait, it's on him. Waiting for the next destination. <laughs> hey, hey my dog my dog pulled up and say, hey, it's in me, not on me. I say, damn, bro, you hey. got it? You got it? You got it? My boy is all cap, man. Let me tell you. Uh, my little take on these new uh, acquisitions, man. The Carolina Panthers, they did. They chose Frank Wright. Over Steve Wilkes, man. I think those were the last. That was the top two for the for the you know contenders for the job. Frank Wright is well qualified for the head coaching job, especially you know I mean as far as his NFL record is definitely definitely it's decent. I ain't gonna say I'm not gonna give him more than decent. It's decent, but I honestly feel like man, Wilkes was dealt. It was dealt. Steve Wilkes was dealt a bad hand, man. I think he, he, why you say that, bro? He made a lot out of that hand, though, too. I believe, man, he went six and six after starting one and four under Matt Rule. These they were contending at one point for that for that division. It went all the way into the end of the season. For you know real. what I'm saying? They was they was in the contention, so playoff contention. So with no quarterback, with no quarterback. So y'all don't like Baker. Baker was trash with them. Y'all like Dirty Darnold. All right, we gonna move man. on. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Miguel. This the thing, man. Only question I got for y'all boys is. Do y'all think race played a part in that hiring? Now, let me, before y'all answer, y'all know back in 2018 when Steve Wilkes was with the Arizona Cardinals, he, should be. he was fired for sure. and he hired an attorney and they got him for like uh, like discrimination, tried to do a discrimination uh, case against the Arizona Cardinals. So, we ain't blind. We know how the world works. Yeah, we know sure. race definitely plays a part in certain things in this world. Do y'all think that this hire for Frank Wright over Steve Wilkes was based off race? That's the question I got for the for the guys, man. I want to I want to hear what y'all got to say. You want to go first? You want me? Now you go ahead, brother, because I'm still thinking about this one. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's solely based off race, but at the end of the day, let's just be real. There's what two non-white owners, I think, in the NFL. Yeah, we got one of them. Duval. You got one. You got one. Y'all got one in Jacksonville, and Minnesota is, I think, the ma- she's semi-majority. I don't know what her percentage split is, 
but she's sem- she is semi-majority, and she's a black woman. But overall, people hire those that look like them and they're comfortable hiring. That's a fact. Like, we just got to be honest, right? Like, we all from, from places where, you know, the majority of people we saw were black. So... I'm on record for telling people when I saw white people in my in my neighborhood, I thought they were getting high. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's the way I live. I ain't seen too many white people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have my, I'm just being honest, bro. Boy, you crazy. Listen. That boy from out west Chicago. Yeah, out, west, those, out west Illinois. For, for those sure. who don't know, man, it's west side. West, west side. West side crazy. certified. Put a stamp on it. You feel me? But I didn't have my, I had two white teachers in my elementary school time. Like being had two white teachers. Like I was blessed to like almost be like in an elementary school that was like an HBCU. My principal was a black principal. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was black except I think my fourth grade teacher and my social study teacher in seventh grade. That's it. Everybody else was black. So it was like it was a different. I didn't have the experience that a lot of other people had. So I can see how. Yeah, Jerry Jones gonna keep him. Mike McCarthy. He's gonna keep him. Uh, Jason Garrett. They're going to keep those type of people around because why? Think about it. Jason Garrett played for him. He was a backup for him. Who better to hire than somebody I personally know? I probably know your wife. I probably know your kids. Exactly. Hell, I'm probably a fucking godfather to one of your children. <laughs> exactly. You know real. Because That's I'm comfortable. Be. But we also know that greatness don't grow in comfort. Facts. But at the end of the Super day, facts. whether I'm winning the Super Bowl or I lost the most games, we all split the same paycheck at the end of the day. Cause all the TV money gets split evenly, all the uh, adver- uh, advertisement, all that shit, it gets split evenly. It's ain't nothing but a piggy bank for a lot of them. So they genuinely don't care who they hire. If we're gonna be honest, a lot of these guys don't care. The same teams are terrible every year. It's a piggy bank. So yes or no? Was it based off race? It's not the deciding factor, but it is a factor. One thousand mm, percent. I like because I think that he should have got a shot, man. Six I- and six. With that team, he definitely should have got a shot. Six and six, man, and y'all in the playoff condition in y'all division? Oh, you can be D.C. You can be D.B.'s coach. That's what they're going to offer. Yeah, for sure. That's what they're going to offer. I think I, 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 think I, I, I really agree with Hoes. I think that uh, race is obviously a factor, but it's not the deciding factor. But a simple fact that everything he said, like you said, you feel more comfortable hiring people who look like you, people you may already know. Things like that. Do I think he should have got a shot? One hundred percent, because he took the team that was supposed to be written mm-hmm. off because they traded away all their pieces. They traded away the best player on the team. They traded away a lot of pieces for you know what I mean for nothing. You feel me? And did better than what they was doing the whole season. Mm-hmm. When else they fired the coach, traded the pieces, they turned the season around with playoff contention. Dude, should he get a shot? For sure, 100%. Will he get a shot? We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know because, unfortunately, we don't have black owners. If they, I, if it was a, couple, a few black, let's say if it was half black owners, half whatever, white owners or whatever the case may be, I can guarantee you we would have read on the bottom of ESPN on the ticker that he's getting interviewed by this team, this team, and this team. Facts. You feel me? So I do think that he deserves a chance, but – Man, we we've been we've been seeing this for forever, man. I for think sure. it's a prime example of turning sh- shit into sugar, bro. I think that still Steve Wilkes, I think that he deserves a job in the NFL. And for all y'all executives, man, I need to take a take a chance on him, man. You know what I'm saying? But 
you know. It's a long list of guys who deserve at least the opportunity. Facts, facts. Enemy. Like me. Yeah, facts. Hey, yeah, you, 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 you'll be a good uh, water boy. Damn, bro. I thought I was your man. High quality <laughs> H2O. High quality. See how you do it. They say it's your own yeah, yeah. people. But, you know, to touch bases, I know I only touch bases on the Carolina situation, man, but the Daniel Hackett situation, man, him being hired as the New York Jets' new offensive coordinator, I honestly believe that that is a great position for him. I believe that that goes back to what me and Ho stated weeks ago is um, knowing your role. In this big boy league, man, you know, head coach, that might be too big of a role for you. You was a successful offensive coordinator for Green Bay Packers. Yet, you did, you did have a all-pro quarterback, a future Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? So, that may have made a big difference. But you know what? I think that every, like we said, hoes, man, I think that every call, every call shouldn't be answered, man. Every Your call is your call. When you got called for Denver, yeah, you got the head coaching job, but man, you might have had to, you might have had to postpone that call. You might have had to hit that reject button about one or two more years, man, because you wasn't ready for that position. You but wasn't see, ready for that position. This is the difference, though. He's gonna get another opportunity. Facts. He will, but I honestly feel like his next opportunity would be based off how he does again under this under these circumstances. For I mean, sure. he's literally. At ground zero. New York Jets is at – they are, like, at the no, bottom of the barrel with as far as quarter, quarterback play. Well, quarterback play, but think about it. Mike you need offense, a quarterback to run a successful offense. Mike White wasn't that bad. No, nah, he really wasn't. Honestly, if they would have had Mike White, they may have made it to the playoffs. Easily. Mike White was balling. And if we're going to be honest, we saw more flashes from him in that very short time. Who we celebrating right now? Brock Purdy. Facts. We saw a lot more flashes from Mike White on a less accomplished offense with less accomplished pieces. The thing about the Jets is, man, like Cordell State, they are only a quarterback away. For sure. I mean, the defense, uh, man, they are stamped. They are legit. Probably the best they cornerback are, tandem. They are legit. If you get the – if Hackett comes in there and he's able to tweak that offense – and be able to get under that quarterback, get in that quarterback's ear, and be able to make some make some stuff shake a little bit. Man, dude, we talking about a man the New York Jets. We talking about a solidified team, both offensive, defensive. For the sure. for the division, easy. Can I throw this in there too? Since we were on topic, bro. Nate Nasty Nathaniel Hackett, he got a chance to be a HC Phil. A few weeks later, he's back in OC. Like Ho said, he'll get another chance, too, to be an HC. The enemy has yet to even get a chance, bro. And they study bringing up stuff from college. <laughs> They're bringing up things from college with Eric Mian. Yeah. The trouble he got into in college. That don't even make this sense, This is before bro. his professional career. It don't that's, even make that's sense, bro. bro. And let's just be real. He got some. He got some shit in his coaching resume. Come on, he man. He got some shit underneath his belt. Magic. He was the running back coach when AP almost broke the all-time rushing record for most rushing yards in the season. That was his running back coach, Eric Bieniemy. Crazy. Eric Bieniemy, running back in the NFL. It's crazy. Offensive coordinator the last several years for the for the Chiefs. We praise. We praise Patrick Mahomes. Crazy. 
The media loves Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy, sure. man. Get that man he a deserved, shot, man. He should have been had a shot. Get man, that has he, a shot. I don't even think he, has he even been interviewed for he's been, HC he's, job? No, he's, he's definitely interviewed, interview, but only the last couple of years. Man, yeah. it's ridiculous, bro. He, he, I think he well, he can't he ain't interviewed yet because not this year, this not this yeah, year. Last year, I want to say who did he interview with? Was it the Colts? Dude, I think it was I multiple it was. teams. Honestly. I forgot who who he interviewed for. But like even this year, they talking about well, maybe he should just go take an OC job somewhere else. Why would I leave where I'm at? I would never do that. Why would I pivot? Come on, bro. That's weird. To go take the same position somewhere else? Stop it. No, it doesn't make sense. Why should you know why they saying that? Because they well, you gotta prove that. They try to you gotta prove that it wasn't just you was with Andy Reid, you had P. Mahomes, you had uh Kelsey, you had an electrifying offense and all that. Get the why what what more does he have to prove? First of all, if get that man a job, bro. We talk, if we're gonna Point talk Blake simple. body to body from body, this not the best Kansas City Chiefs offense. Body not body. at all. Not at all. We've seen better. We've seen better, hundred percent. But you know what? In an offense like this, it's easier to call though. I don't have as many people to to please. That's facts. I agree with way, like well, you know, no matter what, Kelsey got to eat. Mm-hmm. But he's the Kelsey probably, and I think I said it last week. If you take position out of it, Kelsey's a top ten receiver of the football. Agreed. You sure said that. You he's said a top that ten week. receiver of the football. Gotcha. If you take tight end receiver out of this, agreed. But now the rest of them guys, Juju, Valdez, Scantling. Mm-hmm. The rest of them guys, mid. Facts. <laughs> Super mid. Yeah. Mid. But this the thing. Mm-hmm. Pacheco's Before, cold, though. I like Pacheco. Pacheco is a dog. You know what I'm saying? And McKinnon. But McKinnon, McKinnon he's finally is healthy. McKinnon's a dog. He's finally healthy. I want to address this before we get off this segment, though, because I think this is one of the things that we, that a lot of the, you know, the, the world probably is throwing, sweeping under the rug. Daniel Quinn turned down a lot of head coaching jobs, man. Interviews. To remain as the Cowboys defensive coordinator. What y'all think about that? I think it's something there. Facts. <laughs> I think it's something there. Facts. Is that is McCarthy, that one of First of all, I've been told y'all. I think, I think McCarthy, it's something else. McCarthy getting the fuck on, bro. At some point he is. They they finna cook him if not this now, offseason, bro. He ain't gonna make it to midseason. No, next bro. Year. It's over with, man. And guess who's sliding that spot? Come on, man. Hey, hey, hold you on, think hold on. that's what it is? I'm gonna tell you what you think that's an easy slide in holes. Hey, when when Jason Garrett was the OC, who he snake? Facts. Way Philly. Way Philly. Snake. Facts. Snake them. Facts. Hey, you ain't gotta look outside. Sometimes you gotta look in your house. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, man. Facts, bro. And what hey, better position to get though than Dallas, man? I mean, you know what I'm mean, saying? Listen, you know you got an owner who gonna, who gonna pay that money. He gonna pay that bread. He gonna let you do your thing. Do your thing as long as you winning. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He got. I mean, he think about it, he he brought the defense out of nothing to something. Definitely. I mean, you know, he got Diggs actually actually covering this year. Yeah, for sure. Last year Diggs just won the interceptions, but yeah. he gave the most yards, second most yardage. Facts. This year he's actually he routed out his cleats. He's hooping this year. You know what I'm saying? Now, had he dropped that? You're saying it was hitting him with the ah, ah. Yeah, Corey, double, with mo- that. double moves. He was finished, bro. <laughs> double moves. Double it's moves. Over he was with. finished, bro. It's over with. Oh Breaking ankles. He played what? better this year, though. He played he way better. He definitely did. Year. He definitely did, man. You know? Way better. I just think that I want to touch bases on that because I think a lot of people with the, uh, what's his name? Rack or uh, Reich? What's his name? Frank, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Yeah. Getting the job today with Carolina. And then you got Hackett. 
getting the OC job. Daniel Quinn, the news that went out is saying that he's going to turn down all the interviews as far as for head coaching. Mm-hmm. Jermaine with Dallas, I think that kind of went flew to floated under the radar a little bit. I want to address that with you boys, man, and make sure touch bases on that a little bit because our fans, man, sure. I know they want to hear that. For sure, for sure, for sure. Shit, I mean, hey, man, that's great conversation for sure. Um, but, yeah, man, let's keep this thing moving because, like I said, we got a lot to talk about tonight, man. Let's go ahead and dig into this uh, divisional round um, recap, man, from last weekend, man. Y'all know me, man. Y'all know me, man. I ain't going to hate, though, man. Proud of my boys, man. One more time for them boys, man. Dude. Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Time we for the one time. Yeah, Sersky, man. We went down. We went down, unfortunately, 2027 20, last Saturday, man, to the Chiefs. Um, then you had the uh, Eagles put the belt on the Giants, thirty-eight to seven. Uh, them Sunday games, Buffalo Bills lost to them Bengals, twenty-seven ten. Money back, Burrow. Baby. Come on, man! I told y'all them bank them Bills was shaky, man. But uh, I think Holes picked the Bengals to win. So Liddy, Liddy, my boy was on P. And then you fin- we finished the um, divisional round up with the uh, Cowboys getting that belt put down on them. By them 49ers, 19 to 12, man. So what I really want to do, I just need me a second, fellas, just a second. Just want to let the world know how proud I am of my boys, man. Them Duval Jacks, man. We went from worst to first in the division. That's true. In a season, bro. It didn't even take long. And then we came in, shocked the world, man. Went from worst to first, man. We made it to the divisional round. And we had a chance. We had a chance, man. We had a chance. I ain't going to blame it on Agnew, but he did fumble that ball. That they are who we the thought game. they were. Man, it is what I it is. I hated that for y'all. Let yeah, him off the hook. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I hated I that hated too. I hated that for you. I hated it too, bro. I was, you know, I was I was hurt. But my one of my, man, shout out my man Rose, man. He was over here, man. And he just was, I was hurt, bro. He was reminding me of all the, like, man, bro, why you hurt? I'm a Panthers fan, bro. Y'all Remember got everything them. to look forward to. Y'all only getting better. Remember where you came from. You feel days. me? You feel me? So I couldn't be mad, bro. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm extremely proud of my boys, man. So I just want to let the world know how proud I am of my boys, man. I've been a Jags fan. Damn near my whole life, bro. You're the only Jags fans anybody knows. In the world. I'm the Ain't only no, one in the world, bro. Can't, can't, can't nobody take nobody that from me. Can't nobody take that from you. That's a fact. Nobody can tell take that from me. Tell these people how they – tell our fans how they send you merch, bro. Like, you got to oh, tell yeah. us that. They sent, Matter of fact, they just sent me a package like a month ago. You see what I'm saying? But they, they sent me and my wife a, a congratulations on our marriage certificate. Bro, they sent banners, beads. They just sent me some calendar uh, schedules I got on my fridge in the man cave. They sent me some wristbands. They sent me everything, Shout bro. out Jacksonville for that, yeah. man. I got autographed Jags, uh, paraphernalia. That's what you call it. What you got? What you got, Cordell? What you got? Let them know. I got an autographed mouse Jack practice jersey that what? he wore. I got a, uh, my boy, LaVishka should not mind you. Neither one of these boys are currently on the team, but they were last year. I got a LaVishka Chanel autograph helmet. Let the boys know how that's family. Come on, man. Yeah, that low-key. That's my cousin. But, hey, man, shout-out to them boys, man. Duval all the way, man. But, unfortunately, we lost, man. And I ain't mad at the loss, divisional round loss, to a team that could potentially go on and win the Super Bowl, man. So, what I want to throw out to the fellas, what did y'all take away from this divisional round, bro? What stuck out the most to y'all? Like, what's some things that y'all – 
you know, when after this after this weekend, maybe y'all was surprised by or just you know y'all general 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 takeaways from this weekend. What what put y'all on notice? Maybe some teams put y'all on notice, some players or some anything, bro. What y'all take away from this? Me, if Agnew didn't make that play, they win the game. Ooh, I love that, bro. I ain't mad at that because, I mean, Agnew he fumbled on, like, the, the four. If Agnew didn't make that play, they win the game. Now, I know I'm throwing a jab at him right now, but he also made a big play right after that. He sure. kept us in the game, the whole game on special teams, for he real, with field big, position. He made a big play after that. He made up for his mistake. It just was too late, man. It just was too late. Yeah, for sure. Jacksonville, man, shout out to y'all. Like my boy Ho says, y'all about a year or two ahead of schedule. Easily. And y'all boys are playing ball, man. Do not leave y'all head. Do not leave that field or don't reflect on this season with y'all head down, man. You guys are, man, y'all on the up and up for sure. Real quick, before he get off the Jags, don't forget we get Calvin Ridley back next season. Go ahead, oh, my boy. Man. And then, you know what? A lot of people are snoozing on that quarter because mm-hmm. I didn't even remember that. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. I'm just being yep. real. And I know I'm a football fan. He had bro had to remind me of that. Y'all got Calvin Ridley. Y'all got one of the best route runners that's probably finna come back healthy as ever. Cause his body is hasn't been, you know, part of that wear and tear that you get through that seasonal play. Man, he is <laughs> man, y'all got a lot to look forward to in Jacksonville, man. Hey, big up to y'all. Great season. A year or two ahead of schedule. Y'all on the up and up, man, no doubt. I'm going to transition to the Philly and New York Giants. Giants, where were y'all at, bro? Because Philly, I mean, ran through y'all. They came back to earth. They ran through y'all. Hey, them Eagles, oh, man, man. Hey, I got to say it for Gilly one time, man. Fly, Eagles, fly, man. Y'all boys held it down on every aspect of that game, man. I watched that game to the point my wife said, why are you still watching this? This is a blowout. <laughs> My wife said that. Shout out to Simone Hawkins, man. She said, "Why, babe? Why are you still watching this? Because I love football, baby. But at the same time, Giants, y'all didn't stand a chance. The Eagles was clicking on all cylinders, man. It was just like a well-oiled machine, man. In regards to that Bengals-Bills game, man, Joey Burr, come on. You know what I'm saying? Hoes, I know Big you – Hey, you been saying it. Can't nobody say who's our true highly underrated sports fans out there can't say that that boy Holes ain't been picking them boys for a long time now. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. He been staying true to that Cincinnati game. When you come through the horseshoe at some point in your college career, it just touched you different. Them them boys clicking on all cylinders. I always want to try to put some – man, go on, man. He always want to throw Ohio to State hey, in there, bro. Hey, give it to, hey, you got to give it to him. He was a product of Ohio State before he went to LSU. We got to give it to him. He really was. Did he play? Three years. He bro. didn't play, but he, he went to play the Ohio State. Years. But when he went when he went away to the SEC, Three he years. produced. Nobody knew what he was at Ohio State. Cap. Man, go on, man. I've been to spring games. I know what Joey's been doing. Hold always want to try to get Ohio State some cred. Go on, hey, bro. If Alabama is still claiming Jalen Hurts, you he gotta claim Joey Burr. No, 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 no. That's different. Jalen <laughs> no. Hurst took them boys to Natties, bro. Stop Man. that, no, bro. I'm gonna Stop you, that. I'm gonna tell that, you bro. why though. LSU got the byproduct of what you know what I'm saying, Urban Meyer and all them put in. You got the back end. It ain't our fault that we had three quarterbacks back to back to back. 
It ain't my fault, But bro. you can't take credit for Joe Burrow, man. I'm not taking credit fully. But his sauce came from Columbus. Oh, my God. You want to know why? Unless you ain't never had no quarterback like that. They never had one. Bro. Cordell, they never had one. Cordell, he's winning, and you can't take that from him. I'm not, had I'm not taking the dub away from him, but why? how you going to tie this back to old state, bro? Cut that what we do. Man, go on, man. Hey. We gonna, man, hey, love them weekend. Hey, we, he love them wait, Buckeyes, hey, man. I'm he wait, love them Buckeyes. I'm, I'm sorry a, that I was stepping on your your take, Miguel. No, 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 no. I know you gonna go crazy with Joey Burrow on that on the on, on the Ohio Big State Bur- side. But but, but you, you but said it. Let me let me ask him. Let me say this real quick. <laughs> he know what I'm finna say. What's happening? He don't ride for Tate Martell like that. I never liked Tate Martell, and I told you that from day one. But he a Buckeye product. But I never liked you. Do you you don't ride with him? But I never liked. He came through the shoe. I never liked him. See. Since, See? since See? Bishop Gorman, undefeated, what, 45 hours in high school? This man holds. I never liked him. This man holds got an autographed picture of Tate Martell. Yeah. Him and Tate Martell on there, but Ooh. now he don't fuck there's with him. There's, there's pictures of me and a few Ohio State players. Tate is one the of street, them. I seen it. But we'll leave that alone. And he but autographed. It ain't Tate Martell. Hey, man. All right, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, my fault, Miguel, leave bro. Leave him alone, man. You good. My next take, man. My next take on this is. Uh, Hey, them 49ers sent Dallas packing once again. Gone fishing. They got their number. <laughs> Don't tap Gone that. fishing. Hey, hold, when it's hoes turn, I'm going to say something. Go hey, ahead, bro. Hey, they sent the boys packing, man. Two wins, two playoff wins since 1995. Man, how many people you know was born since then? <laughs> Damn. Hey, them folks don't even know Dallas to be, like, irrelevant at all. Hey, shout out to Brock Purdy, man. You've been holding it down. Third string quarterback and all, Mr. Irrelevant and all. Man, you doing your thing. Keep it up. You're going to have a tough battle this week with Philly. For sure. You're going to have a tough battle. Let's hope let's, – I hope that you can, uh, you keep this uh, keep this momentum up, man, because, you, hey, as long as you're doing what you need to do, I believe that defense is going to back you. Um. You got a tough component, uh, opponent with Philly. I believe it is it is a winnable game. We'll talk about that in the weekly predictions. Keep doing what you're doing. Brock Purdy held it down. Dallas is at home. They watching the game with us this Sunday. So, what y'all got to say? Hopefully, Dak picked up the Doritos for this Sunday. <laughs> Go ahead, old man. It's on you, bro. I guess I'll start right there where, where we left off with Dallas. Listen, at the end of the day, Dak is who we all thought he was. Facts. You know, my boy had the game of a lifetime in the, in the wild card weekend. And it was cute. It was real cute. cute. <laughs> my niece cute. is seven years old and got green eyes. <laughs> she's, she's fucking cute. Okay. She FaceTimes me every day. She's the light of my life. And that's what Dak's game was in the wild card. It was really cute. And then came the substance. And he saw Ghost. <laughs> All right. So bad that Kellen Moore pulled out the swinging gate, the last play of the game, and put Zeke at center. He got blew up. And got my boy blew up. Got my boy thrown in the in the, the spin cycle <laughs> by defensive end, bro. This joker thought he was going to get a head coach. He job. tried to block something, too, bro. It got through he on did. his cheeks. He did. That was like when you put that one kid at center in elementary school, <laughs> and he didn't know how real it was. It got real. And that's what happened, bro. And that's okay, man. That's okay. 
a fourth and like 15, <laughs> Dak threw eight yard pass. But I'm going to leave that alone. It is what it is. Brock Purdy, hey, shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? He has shown a way to just find a way to win. Purdy. Purdy. I mean, but it also helps Purdy. that San Fran got some. Listen, they got some pieces, man. I don't think we put enough respect on IU, Debo, Kittle. I don't think we put enough respect on Trent Williams, honestly. Did, did you say CMC? You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. You left Listen, him out of that. No, I, I was getting to that. Oh, you better we get know, to we that. We know I love CMC. You better get to it. I rock with CMC. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like CMC. But I think CMC is right where he need to be. You know what I'm saying? 1,000%. Like, positionless football, bro. I've been talking about this for like four to five years with my homies that at some point, when we look at basketball, basketball has gone to the point now where if you cannot handle the basketball – you don't really belong on on the court full time because it's positionless basketball. You got six ten point guards. You got guys who shooting threes at seven feet. It's positionless basketball. Not me. Football is going to the point now where yeah, Debo is he play receiver, but he's also two hundred twenty pounds. <laughs> so he goes in the backfield. He does his thing. So you saying this? It really is. I'm, you might you might be on to some holes. It might be positionless football. That's probably why they put Zeke in some. outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, going a little too far, going a little too far. But that's where it stops. That's where it stops. It's two positions in football that don't need to be tampered with. That's quarterback and any time alignment, offensive alignment, defensive line don't need to be tampered with. But we at the point now where like you have to be able to be versatile enough. So one, I saw once Pollard got hurt, it was over with. They had no explosives. Mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's go. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my boys them and Cincy for last. All right, let's go straight to the Chiefs. I'm I'm a mix man. I'm gonna go across the. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it was a great game. I can't really be mad. I'm I'm on record for saying the Jacks are a year or two ahead. And I'm I'm really gonna be interested to see how they look in the next year or two. You know what I'm saying? My biggest thing with a lot of teams is what happens when people expect you to win. So it's gonna be interesting to see how Jacksonville progresses. Hey, shout out to Mahomes, high ankle sprain, gun through it. My boy was hopping on one leg trying to do a handoff. That's a different type of moxie, man. Like that's different, bro. You know what I'm saying? Respect to him. Like, that's a lot to go through. I've had turf toe before, and it put me down. So, I can only imagine what that high angle sprain was doing to him. Um, who else we got? We got the Eagles, Giants. Giants. Yeah. Hey, they are who we thought they were. Belt of buns. Belt A. BTA. Belt to ass syndrome. Nothing else to say about that. BTA, man. Belt to ass. That's all that was. We knew Danny Dimes was going to come back being the regular person that he is, which is mid. All right. And I will say this. The Eagles were clicking on all cylinders. I thought they they missed a beat coming off of that bye week. They proved me wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, I I mean, at the end of the day, it was an abomination, that game. So, we don't really have to talk about that long. Now, let's talk about my boy. You know what I'm saying? Joy Moneyback Burroughs. Money hey, back. Hey, he's different. He's different. And I love Josh Allen. I'm on record doing that draft. I think me and you argued about that draft. Mm-hmm. That I really like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's something about, something about guys who come from nothing that I really like, man. I like a story. You know what I'm saying? Him going through the ringer, going through Juco and all the stuff that he went through. 
But listen, man. Hey, Joey B, something different, man. Joey B, they they really be out there doing what they want. They really be out there doing what they want, and I like to see it, man. And they defense make plays when they need to. Eli Apple need to learn how to shut up, because eventually this gonna go bad for you. And you really trash, bro. He, like, he's really trash. You gotta yeah, stop. He be up <laughs> he's sure. really trash. You routed, bro. But every game. When you know your quarterback can score points, and the other team nine times out of ten gonna have to pass, it's easy to defend when I know I ain't got to defend the run. He always been weak though. Besides in college, one thousand percent. One, listen, I am a Buckeye aficionado type of guy, boy. But okay, he's terrible. I thought you was going to try to play. No, no, he's yeah, terrible. Yeah, he was, he was nice at Ohio State, though. Hey, but we got the second most amount of players playing in this conference championship. I just want y'all to know, Ohio State. <sighs> All right, Ohio. next. Oh, Ohio. <laughs> Cordell, it's on you. You shall, you shall <laughs> proceed now. I already gave y'all my take on the Jags game, man. I'm just more so proud of my boys. I'm not going to lie. Going into the season, I told everybody, and they didn't even believe me. You can write, you can mark my words on this. I told everybody we would win seven I games. I didn't. I didn't. I told them we would win seven. Nobody wanted to hear it. We started winning. Then we started losing. We lost all every game in October. But then we went on a hell of a run. <laughs> Feel me, man? And we ended up winning the division, doing what we did. Um, I honestly felt like if we could have got over this hump, nobody else could stop us. But this was our second time facing the Chiefs, and they it went the same way both times. We had them on the ropes. We just couldn't finish it. We're playing against a Super Bowl caliber team, man. Super Bowl winning team, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Thanks. MVP, all of that. You know what I mean? So – Hey man, if if we come up short against those guys, I don't know how mad I can really be. It do it does hurt that I'm not gonna get to watch my boys again until next year. But all in all, definitely proud of my boys. I'm definitely looking forward to the future. We have a nice young team, nice young roster, man. We're gonna bring some of them boys back. We're gonna bring back Evan Ingram. I really believe we're gonna franchise Tad Juwan Taylor. And we're gonna do our thing, man. We got Calvin really coming in. We're gonna turn up. You feel me? So, hey, shout out to them Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, hell of a game, my brother. I, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I don't, wouldn't have wanted us to beat Chad Henney. And uh, that was who that, they backup was, right? Yeah, for Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, Chad Henney. We had him on our team, right? I wouldn't have wanted to us to, you know, him to come in, you be done, and then we beat Chad, and that's game. Nah, bro, I want to take out. I want to cut the head off the snake. You feel me? So, wouldn't have had it any other way. He showed the heart of a champion MVP. He is who he is, and he proved that on Saturday. Um, Giants-Eagles, belt-to-belt-to-ass. I ain't got much to say about that. My boy Jalen Hurts a winner. I've been vouching for him since he was in Bama, at Bama, man. He a winner. Winners win. They going to win the bowl. Um, Bengals-Bills. I been said, <laughs> I said last week on the show, man, the Bills been on the ropes these last few games. They haven't been playing well. I did not pick them to win. I thought they would still pull it out because they were at home. You know, maybe that little momentum, Bills Mafia and all of that, but I ain't going to lie. I love what the Bengals came in there and did. Them boys came in there, like Ho said, and did what they wanted to do. Now, I'm not quite, I'm not. I'm not big on the Bengals' defense. I, I think their defense is trash. But one thing I will say about their defense 
is that defense pretty much does. The defense is just like the offense. They do what they want to do. And what they want to do be what you don't expect for them to do. So they they come up big. You feel me? So shout out to them, man. That team is like a big question mark. Like you don't know, you don't know what they're gonna do. And it's working for them, man. So I can't take nothing away from them boys, man. Shout out them Bengals. Shout out all my people in Cincinnati. I know y'all turned. Uh Cowboys 49ers. No surprise to me. Uh what I will say as far as uh the Cowboys, the defense play played pretty well. They played a lot better than I thought they would play. I thought they would give up a lot more points than they did. But my dog, Trent Williams, definitely put that belt Held on Micah down, Parsons. Like down. me and Ho said he was going to do. You're going to see what happened when you go against a real big dog. For sure. Ran my boy to the other side. Come on, man. Had that man on the other side. T-Law. 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 Uh, what's the other dude on the Cowboys? Lawrence. The DN. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Demarcus. D-Law. Couldn't get nothing going on Trent either. Yeah, Come on, man. Going. Turn the real big dog. But what I've been telling y'all, man, what have I been saying since we started this show, since forever for everybody who knew me, Dak is not the answer. You will not win a Super Bowl with Dak. I don't care how good of a roster you put around Dak. You will not. If the game comes down to him making a play for you, you will not win. I sent holes you could ask. I sent to a group chat of collage of saltiness. Every time Dak throws a pick, <laughs> he get the saltiest faces. And I made sure I took a picture because Corey, our homeboy, is a Dak fan. Definitely. So I just wanted to kind of flex on him a little bit. But Dak not the answer, man. He's a good quarterback. He's a great regular season quarterback. But when it counts, you can't depend on him, man. So that that's my takeaway from that uh, divisional round, man. All in all, it was some great football being played. Besides that uh, Giants-Eagles game, man, all of those games were were pretty much good games, were great games, man. I love to see it. But since we already on the topic of Dak, I really wanted to ask y'all boys this, man. With the way Dak lost these last two years, he's like all the years pretty much he's been the starting QB. They paid him all that money and all of that. Is Dak done in Dallas? Now, the reason I'm asking this question is because that's what you're hearing around the league. A lot of people are asking this question on all of the sports shows around the league. That's what you're hearing, man. Like, we we all know Jerry Jones, man. Jerry trying to get one before he get up out of here. He a old, he a old guy. He trying to get a Super Bowl before he retired. Be you feel me? You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> he trying to get one before he retired, man. So. Do y'all, do y'all think that he's finally realizing that he cannot get that one with Dak? Because I feel like with the right quarterback, they win that game. Is Dak done in Dallas? Dak is done D-Town, bro. Ooh, and Miguel like that. He's a you Dallas know, fan. You know I'm a fan. He can't cut it. It's over with. You paid this man all this money, and you ain't producing – and we might as well tie in the tweet into this segment. Oh, I'm definitely gonna touch on that that Michael Parsons tweet for okay, sure. Okay, so I'm not gonna turn. On, I'm not. No, gonna no, tweet. no. You could. All right, I'll go ahead and read it since you want to touch on it. I'm gonna go ahead and just throw it out there. The tweet that Miguel's referring to: Michael Parsons, linebacker for Dallas Cowboys. 
he tweeted uh, the other day. He threw out a tweet, and he said, besides Mahomes, every team in the final four, QB is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. He said, mm, interesting take. Is he coming at Doc with that one? For sure. I don't think so. Yeah, you know, he he is definitely coming at Dak, bro. Let's not, let's not, let's not, you know, we trying to, we don't, don't try to sugarcoat it, though, hoes. Nah, he's not coming he's at Dak. He's coming at Dak. Nah. He's coming at Dak. That was a definitely a jab. Nah. He's stating that Jack got the, that Dak got this bread. Dak didn't produce. It's 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 I mean it's a given, bro. Like and like Cordell said, if y'all been following us since week one, I've been telling y'all that I've been a fan of Dallas. But I'm not dumb enough to sit here, especially on air, to make it seem as if Dallas is held up to the standard that everybody, you know, I guess they go under the they fall into that regiment of America's team. You know what I'm saying? They not dude. It doesn't matter if they go 17 and 0. That playoffs, that's a new week. That's when you start 0 on 0. He ain't lying. 1000%. They produce over the last couple of years they've been producing in the regular season. When it comes to the playoffs, trash, bro. That is not it. And it's time to move on. And it's okay. Do I think he's the worst quarterback in the NFL? No. No. Hell no. His time in Dallas is done. It's time to move on. You guys got the money. You guys got the owner who has the bread to be able to put forth, you know what I mean, to be able to put, to to show interest to a, a better quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's go get that man. I think those, I think those Texans or those Dallas Dallasians. I don't know if that's a word, but those people from Dallas Dallians. You know what I'm saying? That might be. It. They deserve know. that man. They deserve that. You don't pay this man this money and he doesn't produce. So I'm gonna say that on that. But as far as the tweet, let's not let's not let's not mistake that Mike Parsons. Was that was a jab? That was a direct jab towards his quarterback. I don't care what he got on ESPN and trying to cover it up, dude. That was, I mean, Mike Parsons. Like, man, you the you the man. You the man. Let's like, hey, when you say something, hold on to that the and man, stand firm on that. The man that disappeared. No, he's not game. the man that disappeared. He played against an All Pro tackle. He disappeared. Yeah, he, he was weak the last half of the season. Invisible man. Let me tell you we, this. We put that belt down on him let, too. Let me tell you this. Michael Parsons is that guy, man. Oh, he's a, he's an amazing talent. He is that guy. One thousand percent amazing. He played talent. against the All Pro and Trent Williams, and he is All Pro himself. And matter of fact, Trent Williams just recently won like best offensive player, uh, best offensive lineman in the NFL. I that mean, in year eleven, Silverback. I fuck in year eleven. Hey, I really remind me of myself. I hey. really after beating Cassidy. I really. Like, excuse my language, fuck with Trent Williams. He is a beast. He is a beast. He brings swag. He brings talent. He Man, he is the 
man, he is the ideal offensive lineman in the NFL today. He held it down. He held it down. Michael Parsons did his thing for the whole year. The Dallas defense, man, they did their thing. What about your the quarter, last game? Your quarterback did not produce. And that's that. Let's not shy away from holes. I'm going to let you get the mic. I'm going to let you get it. Let's not shy away from the fact that they did not produce. I the all, the you, defense, bro. the defense did what they could do. When you on the field 95% of the time, hey, man, it's only so much that my body's going to be able to take. This is a contact league, and I'm playing against trained professionals. Hey, yeah, it was, what was it, 19-12? What was the score? Um, Just for my boy, 19, yes, 19-12, yes. They held it down to the, be- the best of their ability. The best of their ability. Their quarterback didn't produce. You had corners on the 49ers that was running routes for the receivers and catching the ball like they was on offense. Dak threw two picks. Dak is not it. Dak needs a new change. He needs a new system. He needs a fresh environment. It's not Dak. Dallas is not Dak. You heard it here right here on Highly Underrated Sports. Your boy, Gales, I'm stating. I mess with Dallas. Everybody knows that. If you've been tuning in, I'm a firm believer. Dallas is they they're there, they're a quarterback away, and it's not Dak. It's a lot. Holes pick it up. I'm gonna. It's, it's a it lot up. of teams as a quarterback away, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a Dak fan by any stretch of the imagination. But the question is, who are you gonna replace him with? Aaron Rodgers. One thing we know about Jerry Jones, he's not the quickest to admit that he was wrong. He's not. He's not. He he gonna die with what he did, and Jerry Jones has shown that in the past. If I made a trade for X, I'm a live and die with X. He's not the quickest to 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 jump ship. I think that you sleep on Jerry Jones. I think that Jerry Jones, like Cordell says, is hoping for a Super Bowl before he is out of this world. Listen, I I agree with you. That he's willing. I guarantee I you that he you. is going to be willing to pay for a new or trade for a new quarterback. It's, and I know this might be a little premature for our segment. So. I'm almost sure that head coach is out of a position as well. Oh, McCarthy cooked. I bet yeah. said that. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, so I'll just start with Dak. We all know Dak's not the guy. But we also seen teams win with less at quarterback. So therefore I can't I can't say that his time is done because ultimately I think a lot of people are looking at this Brock Purdy thing and thinking, well, my team can draft somebody like that in the seventh round. No, your team can't because your team scouts is terrible. Your GM is terrible. And they could never find a Brock Purdy even if they tried. So we got to stop comparing every other team to this because at the end of the day, one thing we know about John Lynch, he finds some pieces. Facts. John Lynch only been in this game about four years as a GM. He finds some pieces now. And a quarterback shouldn't be judged <laughs> off of. Let's not. Let's not. I love Brock Purdy, but let's not forget the fact that he's playing under a Kyle Shanahan offense. One thousand percent. At the end of the day, styles dictate fights. Don't get me wrong. Dak has shown that he makes terrible decisions. But sometimes when you know you got a guy with some talent that makes terrible decisions, rein them in. McCarthy's not the guy to rein anybody in. So that's why I say, who you going to replace him with? Sean Payton. 
Well, for surely. That's who, like that's Sean, who Sean, Jerry wants. Sean Payton did an interview with the Sean Dallas. Payton. He did two or three interviews with Denver, two or three interviews over here. Don't think that it's not a call away, but you also and they got to, the bread. So even with this, right? Cool. Let's just say you want Sean Payton in Dallas. You got to trade for Sean Payton because he's still on the contract with, with, with the Saints. So you got to trade pieces for Sean Payton. But then you also got to get rid of Dak if you're going to trade for Dak. You're going to trade Dak away. You don't have enough pieces. Like, you're going to hemorrhage yourself trying to make one move to win now. I think if Sean Payton is the, is the, is the, is the HC, HC, I think he can win with that. He can win with that, for sure. It's, it's not going to be cute. It ain't going to be cute at all, but he can win with him. It's not going to be Sean Payton's Dak way. got it in him, bro. It's not going to be Sean Payton's way, but I think Sean Payton is a good enough head coach where he figure out a way to win with him. But also just think, man, in a league where I compare quarterbacks to big men in the NBA, we know it's not a lot of a great big men. So by by default, if you're at a certain percentage, you're really good. Just can you're considered really good. Quarterbacks the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of great quarterbacks. We just not in that era no more. Where we watching Trey Aikman's walk through the door. Bro, they were. You know what I'm saying? They were running they were routes tough. for Dak. Like, it was like it was like the. 49ers defensive backs, they were they were at every pinpoint of where that receiver was supposed if to be, gonna be at honest, that time. The minute Troy Pollard got hurt, it was over. Who was Troy Pollard? You know what I'm saying? My bad, Tony Pollard. Why I keep missing some people now? Tony Pollard. Uh-huh. The minute Tony Pollard got hurt, because why? That's outside of C <laughs> outside of C D. Outside of C D, that's your most explosive piece in Dallas. Don't he, get me wrong. I love. He's CD. really a number one. Let's not take that. I, I love CD. Then this hot take here. I don't think CD's a number one receiver. He's number two, a dominant me, number me two. Me personally, I think he's a one B type of guy. Shout out to my pops because he's been saying that for he's a long a 1B time. He's a one B type. I'm not going to disrespect him and say he's two, but he's a one B. But I think he's in a situation kind of like in Cincy, right? Yeah, we like Higgins, but we like Higgins because he's opposite of Chase. We don't know what Higgins can do by himself with nobody pulling coverage away from him. We don't know what that looked like. You know what I'm saying? With CD, I think CD benefited off the fact that Coop pulled a lot of coverage away. But now it's been a little bit of a struggle. That's why you see Schultz says, you know what I'm saying, he's the hot target a lot of times because it's easy to get him the ball. But uh, now let's just, let me address the Parsons thing. I don't think that's a shot at I don't think it's a shot at that. I think at the end of the day, you shouldn't throw stones when you live in a glass house. You got your ass thrown at the club. For almost the entire game. Who are you to throw shots at anybody? Hmm. No YTs in the club. That's what happened. Until you bounced over to the other side to try to rush, and you barely had success over there. <laughs> stop it, bro. Yeah. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't throw, they had a don't clo- throw stones. They had a clothing restriction. No they YTs. definitely had a clothing restriction. No hats, no YTs. And security was the bouncer. And got his ass about it up. That's exactly what happened. No fucked up cuts like Michael Parsons got. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> and then got mad at Debo afterwards on Twitter. Want to go back and forth on Twitter. What was your energy during the game? Get, in, in his soul because he was getting your thumbs. On. Your thumbs work after the game, but your hands wasn't working during the game. Facts. Too small, man. I That's how that. everybody should be beating up on him, bro. But um, as far as my take on is Dak Dunn in Dallas? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
I th- what I think, I think knowing Jerry, what I think Jerry Jones is going to do, man, I think Jerry going to do something real slick, like try to bring in like a Derek Carr or somebody like that this offseason to try to compete with him in training camp or something real weird like that. But now I do think if 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 Jerry can get the right deal done for Rodgers, he going to take it. I think he will take it. I think Jerry really wants to get one before he retires. He wants to win now. And um, I think he knows now that Dak, ain't, you're not going to get one with Dak. I think he, he 100% knows he won't get one with Dak. Now, as far as this tweet, this Parsons tweet, do I think it was a shot at Dak? Yes, I do. For the simple fact that I feel like, why else would you say that? Why else, like, okay, it's cool to think that. You looking at it and you see that and be like, oh, man, that's dope that, you know, it's out of besides Mahomes, the rest of the QBs on rookie deals or whatever the case may be. But why tweet it? You know for sure, for sure you know that if you tweet this, they're going to, regardless of whether you talk about Dak or not, it's going to be looked at. Right, everybody going to take it that way. You know that. There's no way he can sit here and say that he didn't know that or that wasn't what he was on. He was on that. And I can guarantee you he's not the only one on that Cowboys defense or even the team that feels like that. Everybody, D-Law, all them players on that defense, Diggs, all of them, I can guarantee you they all feel like that because they the defense feels like they showed up. They feel like they showed up and which you know, I, I, they did. I can't – they held they them 19 did. points. Definitely did. They showed up. They made it a game. It was all right. So, right, they was, they was cool. They was cool. They made it a game. It was cool. So, I feel like he – they all felt that way, but he was just bold enough to kind of throw a little shot out there like that. And I don't think it's right. I'm with hoes on that, bro. How, who are you to – even do that, bro, and you you were not an impact in that game on, on Sunday, my brother. At all. You got terrorized. Terrorized, bro. You breathing hard and all that, bro. You you got terrorized. But I do think he took a shot at Dak, and I feel like a lot of people are taking shots at Dak right now who was on Dak nuts in the regular season. And I'm going to throw that out there. I'm not a Dak fan, but I feel like a lot of people taking shots at Dak right now but was on his nuts. Last last at the in the regular season and last week when he had the game of his lifetime, it was on his nuts. You feel me? So it is what it is. I think Dak Dak that that this if Jerry can get the right deal, Dak out of there, man. He out of there. But I know for a fact Jerry gonna bring in somebody, Jimmy G, somebody to compete for that job with Dak. Or he gonna say some cool stuff in training camp like, oh, uh, we don't have a starting quarterback. It's hundred percent open and all of that garbage. Like he gonna try to push Dak to the limit, man. But I'm with hoes. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. He gonna throw that out there. Like man, we we going into week one right now. Cooper Rush the starter. Dak gotta earn the spot. How many type. tweets did y'all boys see? I know I seen a the Dallas Cowboys tweets. tweeted something, bro. They, they said they, Cooper they blamed, Rush. They blamed that. They said Cooper Rush. If they would start a Cooper Rush, this game would have been different. Come on now, bro. The, the 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 organization tweeted about Dak, bro. 
the organization tweeted about the game, bro, and they kind of threw like threw Dak under the bus, bro. If it wasn't for his two key turnovers or whatever. The yeah, game. they talking about, and they said his yeah. name like Dak threw two yeah. interceptions or something like that, man. They, they did. They said, running. "Oh, I got the tweet. I got the tweet." They said Dallas Cowboys tweeted, "Prescott gave away the ball twice." In the narrow loss to the 49ers, in the matchup, the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't generate self-inflicted wounds. Damn. And you know Jerry Jones had to approve that shit before it got put you out, know bro. It? It you know it. You know it. That might be cooked. You can't keep pushing everything on one person. Don't get me wrong. We all agree. Dak is mid. But if we're going to look down this roster, there's a lot of mid. 100%. Including coaches. 100%. Down. Outside of Quinn and some defensive assistants. 100%. It's a lot of mid. So, therefore, I'm not blaming Dak for the mid that's around him. Mm-hmm. He didn't hire them. So, I'm not doing that. That's a fact, ho. Because at the end of the day, all right, let's, let's, just, let's just play. What, who would you take? Dak or Kirk, or Kirk Cousins? I'm taking Dak. You see where I'm going with this? So, I, I can keep going. I'm, but I'm going I'm to use that prime example because people always say how terrible Kirk Cousins is. I'm on record for saying I think at his best, I'll take him because if I don't know what I'm getting, I'll take a Kirk Cousins. We all know Dak is better than Kirk Cousins just from a skill set standpoint. And I, and I would probably say, damn, it's going to sound crazy. From a consistency standpoint, he might be, he might be better. Whereas... Kirk Cousins, you know, he going to give you five to six games where you like, bro, what's going on? Dak going to give you three to four. I take that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like we got to really look at, like, the you scope just, of things. You just don't show up when it's time. No. Well, Kirk Cousins didn't either. How the organization going to throw you <laughs> under the bus? I think that's a lot bigger They're than going, what we – For sure, it is. That's that's huge, bro. That's huge. That's a cra- – they tweeted that, bro, the – Dallas, that came from the Dallas Cowboys. If we're gonna be Twitter honest, though, page. he hasn't gotten a lot of support overall. No, and th- I think no. that's wrong. Like when when he I was think dealing, that's wrong. When he was dealing with the things from his brother, yeah, they kind of said he need to be mentally tougher. Yeah, for so sure. My, my brother just committed suicide. What are you yeah. talking about? I need to be mentally tougher. Yeah. What are you talking? That's about? wild. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they really haven't supported him from day one. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Outside of the fact that when he got hurt, he had leverage because y'all y'all was that terrible. Mm-hmm. But I had to get hurt to get my money. That's a fact. Like, I really had to get hurt to get my money. For y'all to realize that, oh, it ain't sweet. You don't have it better. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's a bad thing. That's That just lets me know what, where I stand in your eyes. I'm with, Cor- I'm with Cordell before we wrap this segment up. I'm with Cordell that don't sleep on Jerry Jones, the bag that he has to play with. He will get somebody in there that compete for that quarterback spot. And it will be an open competition for starting quarterback as far as next training camp. Whether that's David Carr, whether that's going after Aaron Rodgers, or whoever it may be, I believe that that starting job for the 2023-2024 season is not solidified yet. I'm with Cordell on that. Well, I hope it ain't David Carr, like bro said, because that would be bad for them, that nigga ass. Hope it's Derek, but 
Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Hey, we all making mistakes. I'm man. sorry. Okay. You know what I'm hey, man. Go on, bro. Hey, don't do me like that. <laughs> I said, David, man. I'm so used to hearing his Ooh. brother because his brother a little bit more relevant than, than Derek. Oh, man. Nah, I feel you, bro. I'm just talking <laughs> crazy. Man, let's move on, though, man. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, man, I know the fellas, man, everybody at this table, we all have been um, – Paying attention to these uh, football docs, man. That's out here on Netflix, Prime, uh, Amazon Prime, and all of that. We watch all of that. We watch Last Chance, you the basketball stuff. We watch Everything. anything sports related. You can guarantee that we're tuning into it. But uh, in particular, I kind of wanted to focus on uh, the Boys in Blue on Showtime. It's a documentary about uh, high school. It's a high school football team. Out of um, Minnesota, Minnesota, one of the I'm assuming one of the worst areas in Minnesota, North Minnesota, North Minnesota, yeah, inner city school, one of the worst. uh, It's around the area where a lot of the police uh, brutality situations Mm -hmm. go on. That around the George Floyd situation and a couple more that all went on. They they all came from around that area, right? So basically, to sum up the series. It's a group of high school kids who, you know, they all feel a way about the police brutality in the neighborhood and all of that. They don't really like the police. They're kind of afraid of the police. These are obviously black kids, majority black kids, afraid of the police and all of that, as most black people probably are after, you know, the tragedies we've seen. Um, You know, and they get on the camera and openly voice how they don't like the police. They don't trust the police and things like that. But on the bright side of that, their football team is coached by all police officers, mm-hmm. current police officers. All of those guys are on the police force, are still active police officers, and um, they coach the team, and the kids love them. They love them, you know what I mean? So it kind of gives a good – like these guys all seem like they are good cops, respectable cops, respectable people in the community and all of that, man, coaching these boys up, man. And then um, we got another doc – that we've been watching the Coach Prime doc on Amazon Prime, man. I'm salty. It was only four episodes. Prime bogus for that. I bogus thought it was gonna, as hell. I thought it was, he dropped them three and he dropped the fourth. And I'm thinking, okay, we got another one coming next week. Every time I check, there's not, there's no more, no more left. You know what I mean, Coach Prime doc. So basically, the Coach Prime doc is was, uh, I believe, his last this past season with Jackson State. Mm-hmm. It was uh, they covered like it was like a uh, like a last chance you type joint with uh. Just coverage from this past seasons, events, games, and all of that stuff like that. So, um, what I kind of want to throw out to the boys, man, what y'all boys thinking about these things? Man, let's start with the boys in blue. Me personally, I like that that boys in blue documentary, man. That that show, man, it was amazing to me. I watched it all in one night. I sat down down and I told the boys I was gonna check it out, and I checked out the whole thing that night, right? And um, you know, I laughed. I cried. I was proud. It was a lot of different. I went through a lot of different emotions watching that thing, man. And um, if you haven't seen it, I recommend you go check it out. But what I want to kind of throw out, you know, to the to the fellas, man. I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna start with with Miguel on this one, man, because as we all know, Miguel is a police officer and he loves sports. So Miguel, man, what what did you take away from this, man? What you got to say? Man, I love. I truly love the doc. I don't. I don't know if I talked to you about it, but I know I talked to hoes about it. That it did something to me, man. Because those, 
you going through the George Floyd era and then right into the doc. I mean, it was the man. The documentary came at a perfect time. Again, like Cordell said, I am a law enforcement officer. I am a police officer. Um, the relationship they build with these young men, these individuals was. If anybody who knows about being a police officer, I don't know if we have any fans out there, man. This is a tough job, man. Obviously, you know, especially in this world that we live in today, these people were dedicating their time to coach these young men in the sport of football. And obviously, we know what football consists of. It's discipline, structure. You know what I'm saying? These these coaches were sacrificing their free time to coach these young men and inner city Minneapolis. I don't really know too much about Minnesota. I'm not I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna sit here in front on you guys and say that I visited them and I know how hard it is out there, but I do know that everybody every state has their own, you know, what we would call hood. You know what I'm saying? Inner city. Man, dude, these coaches, this documentary, if you have not seen it, you need to tune into it. It is a great watch man it is a great watch these coaches man are full-time minneapolis police department uh, police officers they sacrifice they actually well i think the head coach was a retired minneapolis police officer that dedicated his you know full-time he became a full-time head coach at a school and man he turned this program from Man, he turned it around, man. They were from one of the last in the division to the first in the division. He brought, man, what he established in those students, what he put into those students, it's it's more than money can buy, man. It's like I I, I may have a different take than both my co-hosts as far as Holes and Cordell. Cause I actually work in this field, man. That was a, that documentary hit hit home, and I almost shed a tear. If you actually watched it, I think it's a four part series. Mm-hmm. Four parts for sure. The last episode almost had me in tears, man. It almost had me in tears. I think Cordell was the last person actually watching me, and Holes actually tuned into it first. And man, it was kind of hard for us to kind of hold back exactly what took place. That documentary is amazing a that coaching staff you guys are amazing you guys are great coaching staff keep it up man and you know long live that quarterback man that passed away man hey god rest your soul um d hill man d hill that's what his name is d hill Deshaun hill man god rest your soul you were a young buck, man. You was running that varsity team, and I really, I really had high hopes for you, high hopes for you. And man, when I tell you that that documentary would change your perspective of life, it will, it will, man. And tune into it if you haven't seen it. All we can say is, man, hey, God rest his soul. That's we're praying, for, we're praying for that team. We're praying for that coach. We're praying for that. Whole staff, man. I hope y'all hold it down. And, man, every year from here on out, do it for D-Hill, man. Do it for D-Hill because I honestly feel like that young man was taken away from this earth 
prematurely. And I believe that he would have been something big. I believe that based off the film that I've seen, the footage that I've seen, that as a freshman and sophomore running a varsity team, that he would have definitely got a shot at, at a D1 program, man. And God rest his soul. If you haven't tuned in, tuned in already. I don't want to be one of those ones that give y'all the whole doc in this segment. If you haven't tuned in, tune in. And, man, here at Highly Underrated Sports, man, I honestly, man, we want to give a shout-out to them, man. Them boys, man, them coaches, man, that team, D. Hill, God rest his soul. Man, we're, we're one of my co-hosts, man. If y'all don't know it, Jay Holes, man, is a head football coach of a high school. And this man, when he finished wrapping up that series, this man texted me back and said, man, the hardest part about it is, is that, man, I deal with this on a regular basis. This is my this this That's is my too. this reminds me of my That's team. If y'all don't really understand it, tune into it. Y'all will definitely understand where I'm coming from. Shout out to Jay Holes, man. Hey, what you do, man, I'ma I'ma just tell you, and I'm not even on your staff, bro. I'ma give your flowers. I'm a I'm a firm believer giving people their flowers while they're here. Because a lot of us tend to get flowers when people are dead and gone. What you do for Prosser High School, bro, man, that's 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 amazing, bro. I appreciate that. What bro, you get these me. young men, and vice and versa, and that is, and I'm a firm. I'm I'm not. I can't make this up, bro. Like this stuff make you. You know what I'm saying, Cordell? This stuff it weigh heavy on you. For surely, for bro. Sure, what bro. you do for these young men, bro? These these. These some of these men, young men, don't even know where they can be. You know what I'm saying? They don't know their talent. They don't know what they don't know it, bro. They don't know it. They need good men in their life, good mentors in their life. You know what I'm saying? To guide them in the right direction, bro. They probably play the sport simply off the fact that it's just fun. They don't know where this can take them, and you are at a position in life where you can put them in the you know. Have them sit down with people that can put them in a position to be able to excel. You know what I'm saying? Get a college, de- get a college degree, to be able to. Hey, hey, if your talent is good enough, man, you could take this to the higher, you know, to a level to the point where we we talking professional. It can change their lives, their family lives. Man, kudos to you, man. Hey, shout out to the film crew, the staff of Boys in Blue. Hey, man, I love the doc. Hey man, shout out to my boy Holes. He's the head football coach, athletic director, Prosser High School here in Chicago, Illinois. Man, big kudos to you, man. Hey, I'm just gonna leave it to you, man. I know you got a lot more to say than me. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna keep it short and simple. I mean, this is my everyday life. I've been a dean. I've worked in special education. I've taught class. I've taught gym. I've taught physics. So when it's all said and done, man, watching that doc like it. It weighs on me because, I mean, I've lost athletes. You know what I'm saying? Not to the streets or n- nothing like like the kid D. Hill. But whatever circumstance, I've lost athletes. And it does weigh on you. You do go home and you do think, what more could I have done for that kid to just change the outcome? And you just got to realize that there's nothing you can do. You did all you could. You controlled the controllable. You know what I'm saying? So a doc like this, it touches me because – I'm on record. I tell people all the time, like, 
football gave me a different perspective of life. You know what I'm saying? But it also gave me the confidence I have as a man. It gave me a lot of intangibles in my life. And this coming from somebody, I had both parents in my house. You know what I'm saying? I come from a two-parent household. You know what I'm saying? But football gave me that that umph, and, 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 it, and it helped me define who I was. So to see coaches who are cops in an area where that's just been ravaged with everything that just happened within the last couple years just from socially, so for them to take on that challenge and to coach kids in a neighborhood where, you know, it's, it's like everywhere else. Kids don't like police. So for them to take on that challenge and for those kids to understand, that's the dopest part about the whole doc. Where the kids understand, like, okay, all, ki- all cops not bad. Like, I rock with you, coach. But what about X, Y, and Z? What about this person? What about that person? And for some of those cops to realize, like, well, you know what? You're right. That cop might be bad. It was a it was a great way to have transparent conversation. And that's the goal. Like, I always tell people all the time, you can't excel until you have transparent conversation. Like, where I, where I coach and where I'm the athletic director at right now, I push for that so much. Because there's been so much stuff brushed underneath the rug. That I tell them all the time, bro, I've been here since August. And until we all sit down at the table, we have transparent conversation, nothing's going to get soft. So to watch that happen and to watch that relationship blossom between athlete and coach is dope to watch. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And I don't mean to cut you off, Cordell. This segment right here, I knew that I was going to have a little bit more to say because I'm in this. I'm in this, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I live this life, man. I live this life, man. And as law enforcement officers, man, you know, we always go off of the, me personally, I'm going to speak for myself, man. If you show me respect, I'm going to show you the same respect. I wear this uniform. It's not a costume. It's nothing. It's a job. It's how I provide for me and my family. I'm not going to treat you. If you treat me to the point, if you show me that, hey, you know, the, if you're going to give me disrespect, I'm going to give you disrespect. I mean, it's it's whatever level you take me at. If you give me the respect, I'm going to show you respect because it's just a uniform. But I'm going to demand the same respect as a man is I'm going to remain is I'm going to demand if I'm in this uniform, if I'm out this uniform. If you see me out in public, I'm going to demand the same respect that I, that I demanded when I'm in this uniform because that's who I am. And. I'm just speaking on on my take of it. But a lot of people wear this uniform, and it's a costume to them, bro. Because they will say things to certain people that they wouldn't say to you if they weren't wearing this uniform. And I know a lot of our listeners who may be in the corrections or law enforcement, they may look at me like, man, what are you talking about? Man, I'm just keeping it real. I'm a human being at the end of the day. I'm a man at the end of the day. I was a man before I applied for the job. I'm going to demand the same respect that I demanded before I got that job. I am a police officer. I love what I do. I love protecting and serving the community. But at the same time, man, you got to show me that you are willing to earn my respect. Don't disrespect me because I'm going to show you the same thing. I'm going to take it to whatever level you want to take it to. Those those coaches that boys in that, that documentary of Boys in Blue, 
this this segment hits me a little harder than anything that we ever did because I can relate to it. And I know that my co-host is, you know, I know Cordell does his own thing. Uh, Jay Holes, man, my boy, he is a athletic director, a head coach. He understands where I'm coming from, man, from a certain extent. But I live on a law enforcement aspect of it, something that they don't even understand because they ain't never lived through it. Man, this is... It's rotten apples in everything that we do. <laughs> and I, what, I, what I mean by that is every officer that you encounter, it may not be for you. I'm for you, brother. I'm for you, sister. I love you. No matter the race, color, creed, religion, whatever background you got, I'm for you. If you show me respect, I'm going to show you the same thing, and I'm going to try my best to help you. And that's what those coaches on Boys in Blue did. I love the documentary. If you haven't tuned into it, tune into it. It's a great watch. I mean, it's a family watch. It ain't something that you need to watch on your own. You need to tune. You need to tune in your kids. They need to all be a part of that, man. That that documentary. I don't know if it was on. Was it Showtime? Yes. Yes, Showtime. Man, shout out to Showtime for even putting that on a platform because that's something that the coach need to see. And I'm ended on that, man. Shout out to Boys in Blue, man. Man. That's dope, man. I mean, I agree with both of these dudes, man, for real. Um, I've lost players, too. And it's crazy because I coached at the youth level, and I've lost guys in high, <clears throat> in high school once they got to high school. The majority of the kids I've coached, man, I still got a relationship with them to this day. You know, they look or they call me unk, you know what I mean? They, I, I'm, I'm their uncle or whatever the case may be, so – whether you've ever coached, whether you've ever been in law enforcement, whether you've ever played the sport, I think just watching this documentary, just the, the fact, just being a human being, you can take a, a lot away from it, man. I feel like um, when you're watching kids being kids, you know what I mean? And then you actually get to see these kids they actually have an opinion, and a lot of people think that black kids, black people in general, but black kids don't have an opinion on things, on police brutality, on a lot of the issues going on in the world. A lot of people don't think they're educated enough to speak, that the black kids aren't educated enough to even speak on it or even aware of what's going on or even care. When you watch this documentary, you'll see that that's a myth. All of these boys had their own opinion, but yet they had their own relationship with law enforcement. From a coach, and anybody who's ever played sports knows that like a coach is like a father figure. Mm-hmm. Like a father figure, to be honest with you, man, you respect your coach like you respect your parent. Facts. And to see those boys openly voice their opinion on law enforcement in their city, in their communities, but also voice their opinions and their love for the coaches on their staff, it really teaches you a lot about the youth, man. And it really shows you that, for one, these are this this is the future. And they're not as unaware as the world may think they are, right? But 
to see the great job that the, the law enforcement is doing on the field with these boys and teaching them, not only teaching them the game of football, teaching them the game of life. Facts. Teaching them the game of life, man. Facts. And who better to teach them, who better to guide them. Facts. You feel me? And, um, you know, to see one of the kids, uh, D. Hill, lose his life, man, behind some senseless violence, man. I'm going to tell y'all what happened just so, just in case for those who may not watch it. Uh, they we already told you he got killed. So, um, so they say he was walking to the bus stop. And he was walking past this dude, which was a white guy, and he bumped him. They kind of like bumped shoulders. It was a narrow sidewalk. They bumped shoulders. It was like snow on the ground or something like that. They said but they bumped shoulders. And mind you, D Hill had a walking boot on his foot because he had broke his foot or something like that in the game. And he bumped shoulders with him, and, you know, he kept walking. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't intentional or anything like that. He kept walking, trying to catch the bus. And I guess the dude took it as the, – the, the white guy took it as disrespect, turned around and shot him three times. In the back. In the back. And he didn't make it. So when we say senseless violence, it's really senseless. The kid had nothing to do with it. The kid was, I believe, he was just trying to get on the bus. That's it. Sophomore high school. Sophomore high school. He was really a baby. Really a baby. This is really a baby. He's no more than 15, 16 years old. This is a baby. You know what I mean? So, man, I said all that to say, if y'all get a chance to check that doc out, man, it's on Showtime. Check that out, man. Check that out, man. But I do. Boys in Blue, Boys in Blue on Showtime. Check that out. But I do want to move on to this Coach Prime documentary. Although it was only four episodes, it was a powerful four episodes. Powerful. Powerful four episodes, man. I'm going to go ahead and just throw I got a quick little take. I'm going to throw it out there let the boys get to it, man, because we definitely got to move on. But, man, with this, it's, I feel like it shows the world what type of coach Coach Prime is, man. Deion Sanders is, man. He's a firm, stern, but fair coach. He's also out here teaching these boys to be men. What do you say? You send them to me as a boy, I'm going to send them back to you as a man. Man, that's a great the grace slogan. You feel <laughs> me? And I feel like he's doing that, man. He 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 accepts nothing less than excellence. And I think that's amazing, man. I think especially with the way these young boys are the, the day spoiled and thinking the world of ours around them, I feel like when you getting with a dude like Coach Prime He's not accepting the drama. He, I'm talking about he don't let these boys wear earrings in his meetings. No, no slides, phones, no earrings, no, no slides. You sitting up in Nothing. your seat, no sure. hoodies, none of that. He's turning you into a respectable young man. And he also likes to have fun too, man. So I think I, I really, I really, really, really enjoyed that, Doc, because it also gives you some insights, just kind of like a last chance you – has a certain amount of players, you know, certain players, star players that they pick out and kind of follow around, show you the insides of their life, tell you about them and all of that, man. Them boys really got some talent at Jackson State. Some of those boys left with Coach Prime, but a lot of those boys stayed. Most of them stayed. Mm-hmm. So that program is set up to succeed. You know what I mean? So I just want to say all in all, I, I was expecting more episodes because of how good the show was. Off the rip, I figured they would try to would, would do an episode. They went all the way up into the SWAC championship. They didn't do the bowl game. They didn't do the bowl game on there. No, they didn't. They kind of led up into it, but it kind of ended. I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, him him and the, and the president was beefing because originally the president didn't want him to coach the bowl game. Oh, uh, okay. 
But him and the AD had such a great rapport that the AD was like, why wouldn't I let you coach it? Like, you did so much for us. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? You put so much in place for us to win in the future. But, you know, that, that is what it is. You know, whenever you have to sever ways with people, mm-hmm. someone's going to be upset. Facts. But at the end of the day, I serve my purpose. Like, that's the one thing I got from all this. And I've, I've always been on the side of that at the end of the day. And I tell my players all the time, anywhere I've ever been, I told players, if I want you to do better in your life, why wouldn't I keep looking for better? So don't get accustomed to seeing me over here. Don't get accustomed to seeing me in this polo. Don't get accustomed to having easy access to me. I might take a job at a low-level college. I might go here. I might go there. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, I have a family too. I got dreams. I got aspirations too. Facts. You know, and I think the more you have those realistic conversations, the more – that's why you, if you pee, the kids weren't mad at them. No, nah, they wasn't. It wasn't. Because they sure. understood, like, business is business. Facts. But the outside world is upset because why? You're not privy to the business. That's not your job. You're not in this inner circle. It's a secret society. You know what I'm saying? That's all we ask is trust. We had a conversation amongst us, not the world. I'm not here to prove the world wrong. I did my job. And that's the one thing I love about this doc is that, listen, you get him raw and uncut. You see everything that he had to endure to do these things. I mean, nice. for me, I've been following him since day one. Like, he had, like, a little mini-series on YouTube when he was going through the surgeries. Yeah, facts. That was heat, too. That was. So, when he was out there on the scooter, when he was out there on, like, the little motorbike and the whole nine, like, what more do you want from him? He almost gave his life. Facts. Literally. He almost gave his life, literally. literally. My man, he's supposed to have emergency surgery. He said, hey, we'll do that after practice. Come on, man. He's supposed to have emergency surgery on his foot. We can do that after we finish practice. It's crazy. And people, and that's why when he when he said, I ain't swag, do you know what I've given? You know what I've given for this? And that saying alone, man, he really, he he deserves to say that. 1,000%. 1,000%. But I think, you know, the misconception is, you know, you can only comment on what you see. But we all old enough to understand that what you see is two things. Either what I want you to see or what I allow you to see. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other or a mixture Thanks. of two. That don't make it the wholehearted truth. It just makes it the truth that I allow you to create. Facts. That's all it is. And I think this doc was dope. I know for a fact some more is coming. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I go on YouTube every day and I go watch whether it be his son's post or Pre-game. somebody's post. I, I watch every last one of them because yeah. I know – this is going to look amazing when it's all said and done. Facts. It's going to be amazing. And he's going to win in Colorado sooner than people expect. Facts. It's a rough schedule next year. It's a rough schedule. Me and my yeah. cousin already been looking at some dates. So we definitely going to be in Boulder. And I just got to wait for my schedule to drop. But once my schedule drops and I realize I, I, I can I can creep out to Boulder, I'm out there. Man, me and Miguel trying to come too, bro. Well, let's Facts. go. I need some of that energy. I need that. You know one thing about me, even as a coach, I don't know everything. I've, I've been fairly successful, but I still got to learn, and I still want to be around that type of energy. So I'm there for sure. Man, what Coach Prime is doing with that Colorado team, he his slogan for this year alone is we're coming. And when I tell you that that, that Colorado Buffalo team is coming, they're coming. Man, I think he's like at the number one or number two 
as far as the transfer portal. He's getting in solidified. He's bringing in solidified people that are coming in that's going to make a change immediately. Immediately. Let's let's backtrack a little bit. As far as his what he did in Jackson, Dion has stated several times, man, he wouldn't be where he's at if it wasn't for Jackson. They took a chance on him as a high school offensive coordinator, as a head coach. He came in, he changed that program around. Two out of the three years that he was there, he was conference champions, swag champions. Yeah, he made it to the celebration twice. He ended up losing. Um, but you know what? Hey, every time you take a loss in life, I believe that's a that's a life lesson. Mm-hmm. But I think that what he's doing with this Colorado team, that AD who took a chance on him, shout out to him. He took a chance on him when probably nobody else did. Pay dividends. When nobody else gave him a chance, that AD did. And what he's bringing into that Colorado team, you're going to – they went, what, 1-11? 1-12? 1-11. They went 1-11. I guarantee you. I guarantee you here on Highly Underrated Sports, that team that he is going to produce in fall of 2023 will win more games than you guys expected. They will be sufficient in the Pac-12. If it's not this year, it'll be soon. They're coming to win. I'm on the record saying they're going to make a ball game. And and what does that consist of? Five to six wins? Like six At wins, six right? Games. At least six wins. Five to I'm six wins. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a tough schedule. It is. It is. A, you open up the gate with TCU. TCU, national, well, it was national championship game. Now it's Got not belt put the bones. I ain't gonna worried the, about that. It's not going to be the same TCU though. It ain't because my boy Mad Max is going to be somewhere in somebody's. It's going to be under camp. the same coach. It's going to be For under sure. the same, the same regiment. It's going to be a tough game. And I, I, man, dude, I am a firm believer in this team. I'm going to personally. I'm not going to lie to y'all, bro. I'm about to go get some Buffs gear, bro. I'm gonna get some Buffs gear. Y'all don't see me with a hat or a beanie, motherfucking uh, damn hoodie. Some I'm a firm believer in what Colorado was doing. He's brought in a hell of a coaching staff. He's him himself is man. He's the pinnacle, bro. I mean, how many coaches in college football can you actually say have played at the highest level and won a gold jacket? That's the key. When it's all said and done, don't get me wrong. Just because you was a great player doesn't mean you're going to be a great coach. We've seen more often than not. Great players be failures at coach because they don't understand what it is to to play from behind talent wise. But I think with him, with him having that ten plus years, and really, if you really think about it, he started coaching literally when Shadour was in little league. So he's grown with his son. Mm-hmm. Now what is he's going to his third year of college? Mm-hmm. So he's had every experience with him. So now not only do I have Hall of Fame talent. I had Hall of Fame production. I'm in the College fo- Football Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame, but I've coached at every level. So now I, I understand the youth, but I'm also bringing my old school mentality. Facts. And what I don't understand, I got young coaches to understand. Mm-hmm. Like people don't understand, picking a staff is the hardest thing as being a head coach. Your staff is the key. You can be the greatest coach in the world. You can't coach everything. 
you're not gonna connect with everybody. You if, gotta hire staff. If you really, if you, because I take the time. I'm like you, hoes. I watch YouTube videos from uh, Well Off Media, which is mm-hmm. Deion mm-hmm. Sanders Jr. I watch the pregame show. Man, these folks, these they have brought in premier coaches. Man, they man, I'm I'm talking about staffs from your offensive coordinator is like from a head is a former head coach. Your defensive coordinator is the former defensive coordinator of Alabama. Man, we talking about Alabama. Come on, man. Here we go. Like, man, y'all number two. Number one, number two in the transfer portal. Y'all are going to get talent that y'all going to get that premier talent. Y'all not going straight out of high school. Y'all getting the top talent. Let's not forget. They just recent they just signed the uh, the number one cornerback in the nation with uh Kamani McClain. Was it Kamani McClain? Mm-hmm. I believe his name is. That's two years in a row that Deion Sanders has recruited. The number one cornerback in the nation, and it's <laughs> it quiet as kept that within the next week or so they're probably going to be getting another recruit by the name of Ellis Robinson out of uh, one of these prep schools. That's the number one cornerback of the 2024 season. I'm tell you what's going to be the kicker if they get Shorty who. Decommitted or got released from his letter of intent for Florida, the kid who's supposed to get thirteen million in oh, NIL. Yeah, for sure, they say he's supposed to go visit Colorado. So come on, man. My thing is this: when National Signing Day next week too. When, by the De- way. when Deion get a hold of you, man, I'm I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that it's almost it's almost a wrap. I feel that, I feel that. But look, man, why were you on the topic of um, Prime and? You know, HBCUs and all of that, man. Let's dive real quick. Let's dive into this Ed Reed situation, man. We all know we announced it on here that Ed Reed had been hired at uh, HBCU Bethune-Cookman University in Florida. Uh, but, hey, that was a very, very short stint. So now, <laughs> Bethune-Cookman. Not even 30 Cookman, days. Not even 30 days, man. Bethune-Cookman cooked him. Cooked Ed Reed, Hall of Famer, man. I'm going to pass this to Hoes, man. What, what's going on here, Hoes? Uh, me personally, I just feel like – let me start off with Prime, right? I think Prime handled the Jackson State situation, the ups and, and the downs so eloquently. I think the next couple schools, is they're looking for that level of finesse. But clearly Bethune-Cooking didn't do their research on Air Reed. He's a very passionate and intense human being. All right, very intense, very passionate. And – he believes in what I believe in, accountability and responsibility. If you come anywhere inside of the building process and you meet one of my football players, they're going to tell you two things. What's the two words that he kept preaching to you last season? Accountability and responsibility. What's your coach? What's Coach Hosey's biggest pet peeve? Wasting time. Ed Reed talked about all of that in them two rants that he went live. Why my office not clean? Why the campus not clean? Why I got to get here and organize my football players to clean your campus? Why we got buildings filled with trash? That is a waste of time because now somebody has to take their heart on time and clean a building now. Why Why do you have a custodial class? I mean, custodial, uh, like, look, people, why? That shouldn't be football players' jobs. 
Now, don't get me wrong. He was he was vulgar, but who, I'm not the tone police. I curse a lot. That's one of my little things that I want to like change a little bit about myself, dial back a little bit, without losing who I am. But at the end of the day, I'm on record for saying if I'm right, what well, does it matter how I deliver it? I'm on record for with saying that. Family, friends, and everybody in between. If I was right, you knew what I was saying. So that's my biggest thing. I think ultimately they got rid of him because why? He exposed a lot of things that didn't want to be exposed. And it all started coming out once those kids start protesting. Once those pictures of those moldy dorms, the moldy locker rooms. I saw a video of, of the football players. They was on the Roland Martin show and they was talking about how they had to share helmets. Damn, in college? They were sharing helmets during the game. And true indeed, you know, the internet is undefeated. They pulled up a video. Kid running off the field during the game last season, handed somebody else's helmet. That's crazy. And they put the helmet on and win the game. That's crazy. So, therefore. That's ridiculous. College. Whose fault is it? Is it Ed Reed's fault for saying, hey, you know, as he said, this is what he said verbatim. Just leave football alone. I'm going to get this right. But leave us alone. But they wanted a coach prime. They wanted somebody to be a little bit more. And I'm not going to call prime docile. Prime is a businessman. He understands that, you know, you get more bees with, with, with sugar than shit. Well, y'all got the wrong person. Because Ed Reed from the sticks of New Orleans. A little different. When you from a different place, you attack things differently when your playing style precedes you. And he came about it as if he's still a player. And it's a tough thing, man. When you're really passionate about something, sometimes you can't control your emotions when you're really passionate about something. And I feel bad for them kids because at the end of the day, they still want their coach. But at this point, it's, it's not going to happen. And yeah, that is bogus. That is dirty. That is, man. That is, bro. I I, I'm, I agree. I'm in full agreement with Holes with everything he said, man. Everything he said, I wouldn't change nothing, man. Miguel, you got anything to say right here, bro? Y'all better clean that man office. <laughs> Don't matter, no. Hey, I feel. Hey, I. I'm gonna tell you this. I feel bad for whoever take that job. Hey, hey, that's uh. Hey, I. I'm trying to bring humor to the to you know bring light to the situation. Them folks, man, got mad at this guy because he bringing in who he. I mean, who he is, bringing in the talent that he is eventually was going to bring in. You guys didn't even take the initiative to, to man, keep, man, like, welcome this man to a clean office. And you got mad at this man because he went viral and exposed you guys, like, for not not doing what you guys should have did? That's wrong, man. That's wrong. Hey, but whoever you, if it ain't Ed Reed, whoever y'all bring in, hey man, make sure y'all, hey, hey, get up under them, hey, get them, uh, get them corners, man, sweep them corners, man, clean out that dresser drawer, man, paint them walls, do whatever you need to do, man, make them people feel welcome, man, because Ed Reed, like, man, I'm a nine-time Pro Bowler. That microscope coming. I'm a Super Bowl winning champion. That's all I'm going to say. You know, man, come on, man, he wasn't expecting anything that anybody else would not expect. He spoke on it. You guys didn't didn't agree with him speaking on it publicly, and it put him in a position where he's now out of a job. 
Better cross them T's and dot them I's. Exactly. Cause what's coming is gonna be a whirlwind. And I forget. And I and I and I feel. Before I let you go, Cordy, I feel for those students. I feel for them recruits that sign. For sure. That sign with Bethune, knowing that they thinking that they were gonna be playing under Air Reed. And his nephew was one of them. Air Reed's nephew was one of them. You know what I'm saying? I feel for those alum- that alumni that has been. Since 2020, they won six championships under MEAC, but since 2021, they've been irrelevant in the SWAC. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I feel for though. I feel for them. You guys missed out on a great one. It's unfortunate. I believe Ari will definitely get a coaching job in the near future. But through Kilman, you guys just y'all ruined it, man. Y'all ruined it, and that's something y'all gonna have to live with. And I feel for y'all. Man, yeah. I say don't be surprised if Ari end up somewhere in Boulder. Just don't <laughs> be surprised. Facts, 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 man. Facts. Shout out Ari, man, and, and and even shine a light on this situation, bro. With you know how you know the things weren't in order like you thought, or whatever the case may be. We appreciate you for not folding, bro. You know what I mean? Standing your ground, doing what you got to do. And, uh, you know, he a, he a Hall of Famer, bro. So, he going to be all right. <laughs> he going to be all right, man. Real quick, just want to give a quick update because we brought this up last week. I'm going to just say this and then move on, man, on the LeBron James scoring. Um, the scoring um, record. My boy LeBron is 158 points away. Last week, he was 316 points away and when we recorded. Crazy. He 158 points away, man. So, y'all be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for that. It's coming real, real soon, man, real soon. We're moving on, though, man. Uh, as we all seen, man, this past week here, bro, we all seen at the Lakers game, Lakers versus Grizzlies, that boy Uncle Shay Shay, man, shining sharp at the game, going at it with the Grizzlies, going at it with John Morant, going at it with uh his pops as well, man, T. Morant, man. Unk versus T. Morant, man. I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this to holes, man. What you feeling about that, man? It was crazy. I hey, see the vid. Big Unk energy, boy. Unk versus the world. Whatever you want to come up, whatever slogan you want to come up with, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen. First of all, let's just start off with this. You know, we got to get to the point where like young boys be so disrespectful. Like agreed. Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer, bro. Dylan, bro, who are you? Who are you? A bit. <laughs> who are you to call a Hall of Famer a pedestrian, bro? Who are you? If we're gonna be honest, Dylan Brooks, you won't sniff the Hall. Of Fame. Watch this. If we if if we're gonna be one thousand percent honest, you one good draft pick away from being a pedestrian yourself. Ooh. You a D and three guy. Hey, you Ooh. one good draft pick away from being obsolete. And, and my boy had the nerve to have, bro, the, the braids and the tank top doing an interview. Get out of here. You have French braids. <laughs> you got to chill, boy. I ain't seen French braids since my mama had them. Exactly. You got to chill, boy. You out here looking like Penny from Good Times. You got to chill. Damn. My boy doing way too much at the end of the day. We seen what it was. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Sean Sharp out there by himself with his stylus. Hey, what? With his stylus. On dummy, too. Hey, first of all, let me let me throw 
uh, uh, congrats to the fit. Uncle cutting up with the fit. Yeah, bro. I think the sweater was like three thousand. Three three K on on the cardigan. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Dior ones, high top Dior ones, uncutting up. Cutting up. And was ready for all the smoke. Shout out to Matt Barnes and Stack Jack. He was ready. Listen, (laughs) hey, what's gonna stylishly beat y'all? Stylishly give you a beating. Facts. Hey, tell me just chill, bro. You pedestrian. Relax. You know what I'm saying? Super. T Morant, you got to stand up for your son, but at the end of the day, your son is a superstar. You know what I'm saying? John knew what it was. That's why he, he walked up laughing. Exactly. He, he knew what it was. First of all, if you can get pressed by somebody sitting courtside, your game not that good, no way. It Damn. just is what it is. If you can get pressed by a fan, I'm sorry. My my, my shit going to be simple. T Morant, you didn't want no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want no smoke, man. Well, what y'all call a punk, man? I, hey, that's Shannon Sharp to me, man. I grew up under Shannon Sharp, under them Broncos. That boy, hey, that man is still in the same shape that he was in at whatever 50, 40, 50 plus years old he is now that he was back then. He will beat the shit out of you, T. Hey, shout out to you for bringing it in as far as humbling yourself and understanding that that's not a battle that you want to receive. You know what I'm saying? That you didn't even want to partake in and you came to him and shook his hand and made amends as a man because I would hate to see what he would have did to you if he would have put hands on you. You would have touched every backboard, every court. Every, what's, that, what's, what's the rim? What's that, what's that, what's that court? 94 feet? You would have touched every square footage of that 94 feet. Hey, Shannon Shaw wouldn't have played with you, man. That man is in tip-top shape. T, you sitting on the sideline sipping down Julio. You better stop playing with that boy, which I'll call him Unc. Y'all better stop playing with Unc. And your son, I love Ja. Hey, J-12, you doing your thing in Memphis. You knew your daddy wasn't in. You knew your daddy wasn't ready for that fight. Good thing that he was mad enough to hey shake his hands and say make amends because it would have been a problem in that three thousand dollars sweater and all. It'd have been some furniture. What they say some furniture moving in there. Furniture moving. Hey, for sure, man. I'm in the grins, man. I'm in the grins. Hey, I fully agree with what my man's Shano said, man. They ain't want no smoke. They ain't want these problems. They ain't want them problems. Dylan Brooks, you definitely, you would have got folded. I'm a firm believer that. I ain't saying for all hoopers, but I'm saying, like, dudes in the NBA, majority of them don't want no problems don't in general. No right? problem. No smoke. I mean, NBA buddies be soft, man. Them boys touch the floor. They balled up, curled up, all holding their arm and all that. They don't want them problems. Ain't no bro. flopping in football, shout, homie. Hey, shout out to my boy, Holes, before this situation ever happened. The last episode, y'all, I know our visuals ain't kicked in yet. My boy had the Savannah State, Shannon Sharp, shirt on. Didn't he? Didn't he, Cordell? Yeah, he did. Hey, shout out. He did. did you know that this was going to happen or something? something? You must be a prophet or something. I was channeling my big unk energy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to cap, though, man. That little, the little meme, bro, with bro looking back, boy. Man, you talking about something funny, man. And you know he country as hell, so you can only imagine what he was thinking. <laughs> man, Unk was ready to fight, bro. When he was telling him that we was pointing at him, telling him to come over where he was at. Man. Unk was ready to do that. But I'm going to be ready real. to put a crease in the motherfucker's shoes he had Oh, up. for sure. And I, I just feel like I don't think, I don't think like 
T Moran, I don't think he know punk or nothing like that. But I think he knew, like, I think it was a mixture of respect and the fact that I don't want no smoke with you, old school, to where it was like, you know, I'm going to just, you know, gracefully bow out this one. He had his hands up or whatever. But I do think that uh, Dylan Brooks, you was out of line. You was out of pocket, my boy. You was all the way out of pocket, bro. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. You won't sniff no – your NBA career won't be half of what Shano's NFL career was. You rock a man bun. And John Moran – I just feel like the Grizzlies in general, them niggas talk too much, bro. They talk too much, man. I ain't mad at that. They young boys. I ain't mad at I, I mean, I ain't mad at it, but I just feel like they talk too much. Like, you talk too much. And I'm, I'm a firm believer, just me in general. If you gonna talk, bro, you gotta be able to back it up. Now For you sure. can talk, you can talk some hoop and talk or whatever, and bust and bust people on the court. Cool, do your thing. But them boys be capping like they tough. Now that's a whole nother story because, hey man, you only as tough as the, the toughest person, bro. And you ain't the toughest in the world. You feel me? Well, see, this is the thing. Bullies get bullied, bro. Hey, hey, the best line in NBA history by Zach Randolph. Where I'm from, the bullies get bullied. Exactly, bro. Best line in. NBA history. Bullies get bullied, bro. He told DeMarcus Cousins, hey, where I'm from, the bullies get bullied. Basketball, I'm, I'm a firm believer that these NBA boys are not tough. No, not at all. Not tough. And I think, you know, that the, the, the line's blurred. They so accustomed. They, they young. I love their team because I love how young, energetic they are. And they really do be out there moving like a mob. But sometimes you got to realize that some people out here whose morals are higher than your little entertainment. Okay. Exactly. There's some people who you might have to see in the parking lot. Hmm. Yeah, There's a lot that. of people who don't let Jai get y'all hyped up. In the words of Ti, I don't know what you do for your respect, but I'm gonna die for mine. Facts. It's some people out who really live that. Now, us, Ari, we already said it. Shannon Sharp, old school Southern, back roads of Georgia. I can 100% guarantee you, my father's back road Mississippi, Greenwood and West Point, Mississippi. One thing my father taught me a long time ago, I'm dying about my respect, son. As naive as it sounds, I'm dying about my respect because I'm your father, and I'd be damned if I go out bad in front of you. Exactly. And I understood that thoroughly. John Moran. Thoroughly. He would have to to bow down. His daddy taking that L. I just feel like Dylan Brooks won Draymond Green punch of being Jordan Poole, man. (laughs) Chill out, brother. Chill out, brother. Hey, man, let's go and move on, Knocked man. Knock the braids out of this. Knock the what? Come on, man. Let's move on, man. We moving on, man. We're going to move on to these weekly predictions, man. We've been on this thing for a minute, giving y'all some great content, man. I know these boys tired, man. These boys ready to go to bed. Let's go and move on to these predictions, man, for the conference championship round of these playoffs, man. So you know when we come to these predictions, man, we coming to the end of the show. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off, man. We got both games will be on Sunday this week. We got the 2 o'clock game, 49ers versus the Eagles, the NFC Championship. Then we got the AFC Championship following that up at 5.30 p.m., Bengals versus the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to start with Miguel. Where you going with this uh, 49ers-Eagles game, man? Who you got, brother? I'm a firm believer in San Fran. I'm riding with them. I've been riding with him since we started this segment as far as the playoffs. Brock Purdy, hey, man, hey, man. Tell him what you think he is. Hey, hey think he Purdy, bro. Ah, that boy, son. That boy think he Purdy, He said he think he 
<laughs> he think he purdy. I'm no, going. You with, said that. And look at you. There you go on that on that on that weird shit. I just hey, said, tell him what you think he is, and you said Purdy. Brock Purdy think he Purdy, and he's holding it down, and he's doing exactly what I said he's doing. But he is going to face a contender. Philly is not going to come back, and they're not. They're going to come, man. They're going to. I mean, they're going to come at you guys, man. And I hope you guys can contain them. Uh, your offensive line is great. Your the offense in period is great. The defense, one of the best middle linebackers in the game, my boy Fred Warner. I hope you have a great game. Me personally, I'm going with the 49ers. Do I think it's going to be a great game? Hell yeah. It's going to be the best game of that day, honestly, to me. Philly and San Fran, 49ers will win. Go ahead. Holes, who you got, bro? I've been rolling with the 49ers all playoffs. I think it comes to the end. On Sunday, I think it come to the end, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say this: I love what Brock Purdy's done, and I mean, we was talking, but before we started recording earlier, I think he deserves a shot going into next next season to be in a in a quarterback battle, no matter what the situation is, because he's shown in this very small sample size, unprepared or not, I was ready. For sure. So if you give me a whole off season, I'm really gonna be prepared, but. I was impressed last week by the Eagles. I thought they would come out a little slow with that bye week because typically we got a young quarterback, the bye week hurts them. It didn't hurt, it didn't hurt them at all. And matchup-wise, I just feel like the Eagles receivers versus 49ers secondary, that's the key. The Eagles offensive line, I think they'll be able to manage. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately – I mean, Dallas offensive uh, defensive line it ain't bad. I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? And I think they handled them doing the division. I think the Eagles, they, they got enough to handle that. And Fred Warner is Fred Warner. But I think if you take away Fred Warner, if you neutralize him, it's a lot of matchups that you can take advantage of on that 49ers defense. Fred, I, I like to call Fred Warner the corrector. When things go wrong, he make it right. He's a corrector. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see. But I got the Eagles. I got the Eagles in the end. I think two-score game. I'm with you, bro. I'm going Eagles, man. Don't for, Let's not forget. Let's not forget. The Eagles have the number one pass defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, we going against an inexperienced Brock Purdy. Yeah, Dallas had the pass rush. They don't really got the secondary. Now, now don't get me wrong. Dallas played the defense, played a decent game. I think it'll be a good game because, like I said, Eagles got the number one pass defense, but their rush defense is suspect, kind of suspect. It is. 49ers can run that ball. But I feel like when it comes down to it, I'm taking the Eagles because I don't know. I don't think Brock Purdy can survive this type of defense. I just don't think that he's experienced enough. He had a great run for sure. But I don't think he's experienced enough to survive this defense. And like Ho said, I agree with him. It's a lot of matchups that the Eagles can expose on offense. And I feel like with the fact that Jalen Hurts is a dual threat, a real dual threat, it's going to make it harder. And that 49 the secondary ain't all of that. The defense is crazy, but the secondary ain't all that. 
they they can give they give up yards. They give up points in that secondary. So I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles full fledged just gonna come in there and you know come out and do their thing. And we playing in Philly. You know it's gonna be cold. Mess around. It's gonna be snowing and all of that, man. So I think that's gonna be a difference maker as well. I'm going Philly. So the next game we got uh. The Cincinnati Bengals versus Kansas City Chiefs. Miguel, where you going with that one, bro? Bengals. You going Bengals? I'm going Bengals. I feel that. Injured Mahomes. Probably ain't played, but probably a day or two of practice. The defensive ends for Cincinnati. You got, what's his name, Hickinson? Mahomes ain't missed a day of practice. Uh, He ain't missed a day? Okay, he must have got that thing taped up. That thing still they saying, that, they saying they never seen a recovery from a high ankle sprain like he recovered. Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt, and he's 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 doing what a pro would do in this situation. He's fighting it, but the pressure that that Bengals defense from the defensive ends was the Hubbard and what's his name Hickinson Hawkinson, what's his name for who? What's them two defensive ends names? Oh, for Hendricks. Uh, Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Hubbard. Hubbard and Henderson, them defensive ends, was are going to apply pressure to your boy Patty Mahomes. They're going if they hit him and they hit him hard enough, and that ankle get and it's tender. It's going to be tender. It's a high ankle sprain. Oh man, they're going to have him shook. And the Bengals offense, man, that boy Joey Bird, man, he's clicking on all cylinders, all cylinders. You got. Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and what's the what's the cor- uh tight end? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, my boy, uh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Come Hayden on, Hurst. man. Come on, man. Don't I'm going with hey. I'm going with who that who that said they gonna beat them Bengals. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget Joe Mixon now. And I'm and I'm gonna go X with Joe Mixon. I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon. The, I'm gonna tell you what the X. I'm gonna tell you the key to winning this game. If the Bengals are able to stop Chris Jones, stop Patty Mahomes, this game is secured. The Bengals will win. They'll be in the Super Bowl playing the 49ers. Oh, so you got, bro? The crazy part about it is, and I didn't really touch on this last week, but everybody brought up the fact that, oh, well, they missing three starting offensive linemen. It can't be no worse than what he dealt with last year. <laughs> Facts. He damn near got killed in the Super Bowl. That's a fact. And it was one play away from winning the Super Bowl. So, at the end of the day, hey, some people are used to playing from behind, playing without a stacked deck. And one thing Joe Burrows know what to do, he know how to do him. And I respect that. And another thing, he's 3-0 against the Chiefs with a healthy Patrick. You know what I'm saying? With a healthy Patrick. A healthy Patrick. Now, we can sit up here and say Patrick Mahomes in practice all week. That's what he's supposed to do. We want Chad Henney taking the snaps during practice. And you getting out of rhythm? No. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, that's what you're supposed to do. This one is one and done. This to go to the ship. You're supposed to be practicing. Now, do I think he's going to be a little bit more mobile than he was? Uh, yeah, for sure. But high ankle sprain is still a high ankle sprain. You stepped the wrong way. you right back where you started. And needless to say, Cincinnati, yes, we know their defense is not the best. But just like every other defense when it comes to the playoffs, 
And when you want to make it to the Super Bowl, you make key stops. You don't have to make all the stops. You have to make key stops. And they've been making key stops. Terrible Eli Apple and all. They've been making key stops. And when you got a guy like Joey B, you already playing from behind. It makes the defense job that much easier when you're playing from behind. Now the defense knows you has to throw. So it's going to be interesting, man. If if Kansas City gets down at any point by more than two scores, this can get out of hand. So who you got? Bengals, come on, bro. I got the Chiefs. I think that Patrick Mahomes is unstoppable. Just be honest with you, bro. Like I just feel like ain't nut ain't there's no look you can throw at him that he cannot adjust to. And I think that that will hurt the Bengals defense. Now I think that the Bengals will for sure score points. They can score with anybody. They're gonna score their points. But I think it'll come down to who's the better quarterback. Who gonna make more plays? And I just feel like it's gonna come down it's gonna be Mahomes. I'm going to rock with Mahomes on this one, man. I can't go against him at this point. I feel like he's going to do his thing, spraying ankle and all. He's going to come to play. I don't think that the ankle will be a factor. Um, I feel like Andy Reid going to dial up some stuff to make sure that, to make sure he put his quarterback in the best position to win, to make sure he put his quarterback in the best position to keep playing, to go to the Super Bowl and keep going. So I'm going to um, – I'm going to rock with uh, – I'm not too fond of either defense. I don't think either one of these defenses are excellent. So, I think it's going to be a lot of points scored, shootout. But I think it's going to come back to – come down to which quarterback makes the least amount of mistakes. And I think that will come out to be Patrick Mahomes. I think it's time for him to get his get back. So, I'm going to rock with them boys, man. I'm going to go with KC on that one, man. So, but, yeah, man, that wraps up our conference championship weekend, which means we're wrapping up our show. Uh, y'all boys got any closing remarks? Like, subscribe, comment, share. Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Carry Pigeon. Amazon Music. There you go. All of that. Man, that's dope. Again, like, comment, subscribe. Follow us, man. We got, I think we all got personal IGs. We got the IG for the highly underrated, the sports. Highly underrated sports. Chime in. Let us know, you know, hey, things you guys like, things you guys dislike, things you guys want to hear. Man, we'd be glad to mention on the next segment. Man, we love y'all. Continue to keep chiming in, man. And, uh, man, we continue to, we're going to continue to keep providing, it, providing y'all with weekly heat. As far as trending topics on all sports, man. And uh, hey, man, follow. I'm following that up with the same thing. Follow us at Highly Underrated Sports on all social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we got the podcast dropping on all platforms. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Tune in, and y'all already know what I'm gonna say next, man. Like I always say. If y'all think, if it's some sports fans out there, man, y'all want to come on here, y'all want to talk, y'all talk, give y'all opinion, man, join in on some of these topics we talking about, reach out to us, DM us. If you know us personally, call us, text us. We got a spot. We got one more spot open, man, for, you know, y'all to come in and guest host. You know, different people come in and do their thing, man. So, 
hey, do that. I want to give a, a special shout out though, real quick, before we get up out of here. I'm gonna so, give a special shout out to my uncle Anthony, man. He tuned in every week. You know what I mean? Checking us out, Unc. You gotta come on this thing, man. All right, Unc, Unc, a huge sports fan, man. Huge sports fan, man. Me and Unc go to games. Yeah, yeah. Me, Unc, and my, and my pops, man. We go to Bulls games. We go to Bears. I mean, go to uh, White Sox games. All that, man. Shout out, Unc, man. Shout out my dog, Ebron, Jawan, Turner. He checking us out every week, man. You know what I mean? Shout out y'all boys, man. Tell a friend, tell a friend, man. I think Miguel got something else to say real I quick. I do, man. Hey, before we wrap this segment up, man, hey, shout out to one of our biggest supporters, man. He is like, comment, subscribe, and he's one of our, man, he's so in tune with the Highly Under Red Sports Podcast. Hey, shout out to my boy Mike Sluice, man. Sluice, what it do? Plain, plain fleet, plain, what is it? Plainfield, Illinois. Let me get that right. Plainfield, Illinois. Hey, man, shout out to you. Shout out to your family. Appreciate you listening in. Hey, we got some merch coming to you soon, man, just for being one of our top listeners, man, one of our biggest fans. We appreciate you, and we look forward to seeing you here on this segment, man, sitting here with us at the round table, man, going at it with us, man. And, uh, man, we love you. We love all our fans. Like, comment, subscribe. Again, personally, IGs, highly underrated sports IG. Hey, and that's it, man. We love y'all, man. We out. Hey, Sluice, we definitely got to get you on this thing, my boy. We definitely got to get you on here, man. But, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. It's one of our longest episodes, one of our best episodes, man. Y'all definitely tuned in to another highly Hi, underrated Hi, sports podcast. And don't let it be the last one. We out.